0: Hello and welcome to Cinema Spectator, a show where two friends talk about a a director that we both love. That's what this show is about. Just kidding. We're a show where an expert and a casual uh, talk about movies, but right now I have Juzo with me and we're going to talk, we're going to go deep. We're going to do a deep dive on David Fincher, someone who we kind of extensively covered in, um, I think it was like August or something. It was earlier this year. Um, yeah. We extensively went through. I think we did two months of his catalog because we were so hyped. Um, and Isaac went from you know basically seeing I think he saw The Social Network or whatever to uh, being a, a genuine fan. I think and and you know he said like Seven is one of the best movies we've watched on the show. He said that The um, Social
1: Network too. He was yeah, over the moon about that. Movie.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, you know, and and I think he's someone that's. Y- y- like I think Chris Nolan gets a lot of credit in our generation of being like the guy who brings you into cinema in a lot of ways you know he's the guy who who inspired a lot of people who are our age mm-hmm. um with movies but I think Fincher for me, I think it was Tarantino um in like the prior generation, but Fincher for me was the one who like kept pulling me deeper and like kept bringing me back right, right. um and so I would say he's he's really um left a big impact on the film world in a way where um genuinely it's hard to see another director who has made such a big em- impact in such a short amount of time um you know obviously 30 years now is is a big career but uh you know really for a lot of filmmakers who you know someone like kubrick or whatever he, kubrick made the same amount of films in you know 40 something years yeah yeah. um so so, you know like fincher i think has is someone who is really important will be looked back on as as being really important and i think he's pretty young so he will still have a a you know decent maybe 15 20 years left in his in his film career yeah so um yeah, I mean, obviously we're talking about it partially because the killer came out. We did see it in theaters. Yes. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but we want to rank all twelve of his movies and potentially Maybe put in there. My turn because I think we'll just talk about it because I don't, I wouldn't put it. It's hard to put a show on a ranking with a bunch of movies to me, but. Um, I did
1: it, but whatever. <laughs> it's fine. So
0: you have thir- you have 13 on your list? I, I, well, I separated F- the forties Oh, got it. Okay. So this you have 14 true, true on your insanity. list? insanity, yeah. Okay. Can we just do the movies and then we'll talk about it? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Right. so <laughs> um, you're going to mess up my list if, oh, we're, okay, okay. if we're going back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, you just did the movies. Um. Yeah, David Fincher. David Fincher is a weird guy for me because I sort of avoided his movies. I think it just the reputation, well, not to mention...
0: It's my rice maker. Okay, don't. <laughs> Nobody can hear it. I just hold? Until... No, no, you're good. You're good. Okay.
1: The um... <laughs> okay. The thing about Fincher when I was younger was his movies uh, seemed quite unlike Nolan, who was a little more um, kid friendly, I guess. And I was a wuss watching movies also, but his movies had a transgressive and violent quality from the outside, which actually was nice when the social network came out because that was sort of the gateway. Sure. That was the first one I saw, I think. Um, In fact, I believe Seven, I remember, like, you look at the... I had a DVD (laughs) that looked like uh, John Doe's journal. Mm. And my parents even... Once used the movie as like a to scare me one time when I was eating too much or something. They're like, you know, there's a movie, it's all the seven deadly sins. Let me tell you about it. It's like clearly one of the more psychotic uh, things my parents uh, uh, did in my childhood, but uh, that definitely stuck with me. So I I, I basically, that movie's funny. That movie, I sort of not got spoiled, but (laughs) I I already knew about a lot of the things going into it. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, obviously, we'll talk about it later, but. Seven for me, it was weird. I knew the meme before I knew the movie, oh, what's, and then yeah, the what's in the box, yeah, the yeah. in the box oh, meme. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that was like a YouTube clip that was going around in like 2008 or whatever. You know, huh. like very early days of of YouTube. Um, so I knew about it somehow, and then. It wasn't through. It wasn't until I got to that point in the movie that I knew where it was from. So, oh. so I watched it totally disconnected. I had no idea what. And then it came, and it was like the most, you know, like insane, like part oh, of that pretty, movie. Yeah, and
1: it's a crazy moment. And then also you're laughing because you're like, hey, that's the thing I yeah, saw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um,
0: exactly. I think great. there was a there was a handful of movies like that where the internet was happening. Those movies came out. And then they just became like ubiquitous pieces of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And yeah. whether or not you knew anything about the movie um, when you watched it, you were like, oh, that's where this is from. You know what I mean? Right, right. But, like, I think, um, uh, you know, I see dead people is another, you know, oh, example yeah. where it's like, for it's sure. like that was ubiquitous. Um, yeah. Probably Luke, I am your, fu- or, you know, No, I am your fu- Yeah, that's you like, know? well, like for an older one, yeah. I
1: was just that, like the Joker's lines in The Dark Knight. That <laughs> sure. Totally yeah, exactly. Is, like, got into the bloodstream
0: yeah Um, but um yeah i guess should we just go through the ranking um Uh, yeah uh,
1: just uh, so i i think our number 12 is probably the same what's your number 12 alien 3 yes mine also (laughs) but here's the thing cameron has watched alien 3 for the first time what yesterday
0: last night yeah (laughs) so (laughs) cameron what did you think of alien 3 i
1: hated it i thought it was awful so, well, first of all, to, to just preface the deal with Alien Three was this is his first movie. Yeah, uh, he's had a huge success as a music video director. I mean, like one of the most respected mm-hmm. in the field. So he's making his work with
0: Madonna. I think David Bowie. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, You know, like tons of commercials.
1: Tons of, yeah, he, he had a, and those are cool. Those shorts and music videos are highly worth checking out. But Alien Three, he's coming into this big franchise. The first two movies are great, and I actually rewatched them recently still awesome. Um, and I think there was a lot of studio interference when it came to Alien yeah, And Yeah, that's... It was, and there was definitely some kind of... It was an experience he hated. He has disowned the film. He hates it probably more than anyone. Um
0: I there's a there's an amazing quote. I don't know where it's from, so it, you know, it could be inaccurate, but he said at one point during the LA riots, he wished that they would just come and burn down the studio <laughs> so that he, he didn't have to finish the film. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> and I think I think honestly that is a big reason he's become this known for the like meticulous, ultra controlling yeah. yeah. qualities he's had since then as a response to not having the creative control he wanted on his first movie. So now every movie, it's like, it's got to be exactly yeah uh, what I want. So in a way, it's like we got to thank Alien 3 for doing it. Also, <laughs> I, in my opinion, just since I haven't said it, got to thank Alien 3 because I quite enjoyed it. And uh, <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I, I'm, I think I enjoyed it the first time I saw it years ago, but sort of passed it off as like, you're not supposed to like this. But I was watching it last night. At like 2 in the morning, too, I'm watching this. And I'm like, hey, this is... It's pretty enjoyable, but why did you not like it?
0: All right, well, here's here's a couple here's a couple things that I really okay. I'm gonna give it compliments first. Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything with Charles Dance. I think yes. the characters, even like the characters, maybe halfway through the movie, up until halfway through the movie, are like interesting, unique. They have this sort of different feel because they're prisoners and they're kind of religious extremists. And like, yeah. there's there's good lore and world world building about it. Um, halfway through this movie, things just go off the rails, though. Oh, okay. What what point though? Um, the alien vision? No, it's no 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 That is awful too, but in different <laughs> ways. Um, okay. No, I mean like character wise. I think after probably after Charles Dance, well should we, I guess we're saying full spoilers for all these movies. (laughs) Sure. Um, After Charles Dance dies, I think the movie just takes a complete left turn into nonsense land. Um, Really? uh, Yeah, kind of. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways, like the characters up until then um, have been sort of bound by certain things. They're obviously rough around the edges. Also, it really never, I hate the scene where they try to rape Ripley, um, partially I
1: shouldn't laugh But it's, not, not, The way you put it Was like so blunt uh,
0: Not because of the Like that's fine If they want to use that As a tool I just Like It really genuinely Makes zero sense With the rest of the movie Cause like after that They're all chummy chummy Again you know <laughs> well, But he
1: kills those guys Uh
0: Carol's Dutton Doesn't he d- uh, he he kills d- those. No 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 One he of those kills, guys by the way He Bill kills 10. two of those guys yeah. He He does not kill the last one Oh, okay. And that last one survives until like the end of the movie, basically, I think.
1: Is he? I don't think that guy's the guy at the end of the I don't know. It's not well, important. Um so but, I mean this is a deeply unpleasant movie. That's the thing that's yes. sort of funny about it yes. is you think of a studio would try to like sand off the edges of something. But this movie as as it, I mean, I watched the theatrical version. I'm not sure which one you you watched the one that was two hours? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, regular yeah that one. was the theatrical one. It's maintains the unpleasantness of any of his maybe even more than his other movies and also in terms of like aliens is such a satisfying like the movie ends you're like yeah they survived and then fincher immediately kills off your favorite characters yeah from aliens
0: which to to be fair i haven't seen aliens in a long time um I haven't seen Alien in a long time so I don't have like a deep connection to those movies I'm yeah. really purely coming in from just you know Alien 3 mm-hmm. um, treating it as sort of a, a different story and it was interesting because halfway through the movie I was like wow you know what this could be a really fun idea for like a Star Wars miniseries or something you know yeah, like
1: I, I like the penal colony totally uh, yeah. setting. I think it's kind of sick Yeah,
0: and, and the um, the idea of like some random ship Falls and is carrying Something wacky on it you know Yeah like that that is a really nice Setup clean lovely Okay Um, where I think It just I for one like You're Right about the miserable tone But it's miserable In It in a different way than the Rest of his movies I think it's Miserable because the subject matter is Miserable um, the Visual style is miserable the, um, everything about the characters are miserable. Um, they, none of them want to be there. The only glimmer of hope that you get is the relationship between Ripley and Charles Dance's character. Yeah. I actually and think it's kind of a mistake he through. gets killed
1: because I, I, he's, a, he's an interesting character. He's, and that almost feels like a, I don't know, it just feels like a mistake. Um, just because he's, he's so good and, um, that's why Fincher used him like what, yeah. almost 30 years later in Mank. Um, but he's, it it just it the it loses something and also it's like a nice sort of bit of hope for ripley cuz in yeah, all these movies she totally. has like you know this terrible life basically and then um, it just gets
0: you know ripped away and and yeah. i think honestly like after that point i started to to not just lose interest but really kind of root for the alien in some ways really I I got to a point where I was like, as like I literally do not care if all of these penal colonists die. Like I have no buy-in. Obviously, Ripley, there's the buy-in. Is b- it just because before. they
1: because they tried to rape her and you, so you no, like, no, 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 no. It's horrible.
0: not. It's not that. I think it's just, um, I there's no there's n- nothing really redeeming about anything that's going on there. <laughs>
1: Well, I guess. I not. don't
0: they they have bad personalities. Oh, except they, for that
1: awesome guy, the the uh Charles S. Dutton, he, the black guy with the glasses. No, no, no. He, he yeah, he's he's <laughs> that guy's cool. He's like the greatest guy ever.
0: I love that guy. I like I like him and I like their interaction. I I want I want the end of this movie to be more of like the you know, they start off at odds. They start off as enemies. Um, and then they, you know, through the trials and through the tribulations, they become like really close together. Mm-hmm. Um, what I felt was everybody in despair uh, kind of fending for themselves a little bit.
1: Well, it ends up becoming quite despairing by the ending, which I I still kind of am not crazy about just because it's such a <laughs> bummer. I mean, it's like God. Like, I don't know. I mean, we are spoiling it. So having her just jump in the thing,
0: it's, t- it's, it's just yeah, kind of, is, it's,
1: I don't bad. know if it's bad, like filmmaking. It's just, I just don't like it. Cause I'm like the, what's great about these movies is seeing them survive. And no. I know it's like, she's supposed to be this kind of almost like a Christ figure or like Joan of Arc or something. Um, I mean, even visually they're doing some stuff like that and she's like begging him. It's, I mean, it's, it's so depressing. She's like begging to be killed. And it's like, you could have just gotten rid of the whole thing of like the alien inside of her and it would have been a cool... I mean, I to me, I think that better version of this is like Assault on Precinct 13 where mm. like the prisoners and the cops have to sort of team up to sure. fight off the this gang that's invading this yeah. police precinct. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're talking about where like sort of trust and, and uh, respect, mutual respect yeah. is gained. Um, but I still think it's... I, I think it looks great. I love how the the whole parts of it look great. <laughs> I think it looks fantastic. I don't know what you were watching. Parts but... of
0: it look really bad. <laughs>
1: really? Oh, except for except for some of the CGI with the Alien, which
0: is the Alien stuff That's... is bad. The um. But the close-ups of the alien are really, obviously, really awesome. Yeah, yeah.
1: When it's practical effects. It's just sometimes when they have the alien, like, the matte line is the thing. Yeah. It looks bad.
0: Well, and also, he looks goofy while he's running, too, like, in the... In the yeah. But, and then the outdoor stuff, anytime they go outdoor, I'm like, what is this? Like, it looks terrible. Oh, I don't um, even, yeah. They, they have, like, outdoor establishing shots with, like, certain things. Yeah, well, yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 like, the space, all the space stuff. I'm like, oh, the satellite dish. Yeah, that looked bad. Didn't you guys, like, work on, like, he was from ILM. I, like, mean, I don't know. It's
1: <laughs> fine. It's not, but the, to me, the, what's the, the important things work. I mean, even the, the whole thing with the chasing through the tunnel, we shouldn't spend, like, so much time on alien I know, 3. I David yeah. Fincher, if, if he's listening to this, is like, shooting himself um but i think the whole thing with the tunnels and it goes into alien vision and it's flying through which kind of reminded me of panic room i mean at a certain point i was like i don't really know if this makes any sense like i didn't really understand the geometry of it but i loved watching it i just loved and this movie this is like the most british movie ever made every prisoner (laughs) is like super british and they're running through yelling at each other and charles dutton's doing his big speeches and i don't know it's kind of dumb but I think honestly, it's a little bit.
0: I just I, was... I hate everything in the maze. So I'll just I'll just oh, put really? it out there. Really? I I hate it all. Really, it looks. I think it looks what ugly. About when they,
1: they dumped all that lead on top of that alien, and then no, I, that,
0: that was that was cool. I mean, like the maze stuff, where they're like, it's like literally twenty minutes of the movie. It feels to me, it feels like they're like, oh, we need some more. Of the, we need to like stretch this movie. We'll watch that for another forty minutes. I was no so great. no. <laughs> <laughs> Not, they're closing to the no, Actually,
1: I think the best kill of the movie was the first one where the guy gets his head he he gets knocked in the head with the acid and then he and slides then he, into, the he into the fan, which is explodes. hilarious. It
0: is hilarious. That was the other thing that I thought was weird too was the um like obviously It's supposed to be kind of dark and grungy but every time someone died is like the most hilarious thing ever (laughs) like I don't know why I don't know how that happened how did they get the tone so weird yeah there
1: is some tonal stuff where it's like it's like oh kill me oh i just want newt back Oh, and then and then it's like the the prisoners they're like doing their cockney accent yeah. like having some quip yeah it's definitely a little all over the place and and and,
0: uh, and he whatever. slides into the fan and he explodes <laughs> in like uh it it looks like a That's like, like a the, tarantino oh, movie oh yeah but. or like
1: early peter jackson like, yeah you know, like bad yeah. taste or whatever um so i don't know it's 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 flawed and Honestly, I was watching the first half of it. I was like, "Is this not going to be number the number twelve?" I actually was thinking, "Is this going to go higher?" Because I'm like, I thought this was pretty great. So I think it kind of falls down a little bit yeah. as it goes on. It's too long, whatever, but enjoyable. So, nah, right. it's a bad movie. I, I it's not it's not. I would recommend. I think it's 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 still like the fifth best Alien movie, probably. But you know, because I probably. like the late Ridley ones, but um, I think it's good.
0: Nah, nah, nah. Okay. All right. What's your number eleven?
1: My number eleven is the killer.
0: Oh, okay. What about you? My number eleven is Mank. Oh really? I, I do like the killer better than Mank. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Well, okay, let's see. Let's should we talk about killer first?
0: Um or Mank first. Let's talk about Mank first. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. Mank I rewatched after saying I didn't like it, I watched it three times in twenty twenty trying to like it. And I said, nah, this sucked. Or not it sucked, but I just thought it was mid. But I, I enjoyed it when I rewatched it. And Recently? Yeah, yeah, like hmm. a few weeks ago. Um, I think it's a matter of kind of letting go of the, is it really like well-structured or is it really kind of like, not? it's not that it's incoherent, but it's just kind of, it's a little all over the place in terms of what he and his father, who wrote the movie, Want to say about Hollywood and about because it's, it's, you go in going, this is going to be about the making of Citizen Kane, but actually, it's a lot about like gubernatorial politics in the 1930s in California yeah. and uh, inner workings of Hollywood. And the Wells stuff is pretty secondary or even tertiary. Um, but when you watch it, it's just kind of like a nice hang with your buddy Gary Oldman and uh, Amanda Seyfried. And just sort of it's like you just sort of soak in the vibes. It's sort of nice and pleasant. Is Mank is my number uh ten. It's only oh, um, okay. above yeah. this. It. It's not like I it jumped that high. Yeah. yeah. But I, I enjoyed it more.
0: Well, to me I, I I think we did a podcast on it, so yeah. We, we, we don't did. have and, to yeah. we don't have to go deep into it. But um for me the things that I disliked about Mank were the um like Gary Oldman older stuff where he's drunk and he's like, you know, it's just like it's so annoying. Well, um,
1: him just, the whole part of the movie where he's just drunk and writing it's just nothing happening. He's it's just hanging so out. Boring. But yeah, it's, it's with it's, Lily Collins and I'm like, oh, this is charming. Nah. They play d- Cribbage, which I liked.
0: <laughs> and then, you know, like the stuff that I liked about the movie, I love um, uh, what's the guy's name? The studio guy. Oh, uh, Louis B.
1: Mayer. Yeah, Howard. Yeah, that's
0: great. like all that stuff. They're walking down the hallways, like yeah, you know, yelling at people, yeah, like that stuff is really good. And then Charles Dance's stuff is really good too. Yes, um, he's he's very good. And I think I think there are so there are like gems in the movie, um, things that I like about it. But overall, to me, like I just I I couldn't really see myself rewatching it. I couldn't really like I don't know. It it was for me, it was like a one and done kind of story, and I just. I didn't care that much about it um i, I don't feel yeah. i don't feel a deep hatred towards it uh but it's definitely my least favorite one, other than alien three oh, that i <laughs> that i think about yeah i think it's venture. it's
1: not it's it's not a great one and it's i didn't find it as boring also i guess it, to mm. me it was more just like oh this is this is a pleasant you know what anyways you know, i compared it to i compared it to Cry macho it's mm. Cry Macho I watch, I say, this <laughs> is not that good. But I'm having a nice time watching this. And, I didn't you know, like that movie. It but... has pleasant old man vibes. And um, I don't know. It's, this just some movies that you like. I, I mean, I also think it looks gorgeous. And I think it – that's another thing. It's like I was too caught up in like oh, it looks nice, but it doesn't look like Sis and Kane. Like there's all these like comparative, comparison things. Yeah. And also the whole thing at the end where it gets into like – Wells railing at him for wanting credit, and like that's just like a terrible scene. Like the thing about Mank, also, it just has a really weak last. The conversation with Hearst goes on way too long. I, I, I've, I've watched that scene like sixty times, trying to figure out like what, is, what's going on here? What am I looking at? Because <laughs> uh, it just goes on forever. And then him arguing with Wells, and then it sort of ends in this awkward way with, uh, you know, him accepting his academy. Like it's just, I don't know. It doesn't totally work. Yeah, and um, to
0: me, like, it do- it really, like, yeah, it is the weakest, sort of, uh, the-, the writing is the weakest part of the movie, yeah. unfortunately, and I think that's why he was kind of reluctant to change things, I would say. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, he got Eric Roth to kind of rewrite his father's script or kind of massage things a bit, but um, it's probably, uh, other than Alien 3... Well, I don't know this for sure, but I kind of would assume it's like a film where he's been the least controlling about things and story things because he's yeah, using yeah. his late father's script. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm happy he made it. It's it's a nice movie. It's 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 charming. I think there's some really strong. I think the stuff at, early stuff at Hearst's uh, yeah parties with him and Amanda Seyfried is good. Them yeah. walking around is really nice. Everything with Louis B Mayer is great. Um I like the election stuff too the whole thing where he's like election night and he's like you know like you know and it looks like one of Fincher's music videos is actually I was thinking if I put the um George Michael music over Gary Oldman like tripping out during the the thing it would actually kind of work um so it's it's cool um it's okay whatever
0: yeah all right, and then um, the what's, Killer. Where, where's the killer for you? The killer is my number ten. So is it your ten? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we we kind of swapped. So we those we, two. we
1: we put all of these under. Oh bu- no!
0: So I actually sorry I lied. Oh Though it probably could be either way. Um, Benjamin Button is my number ten. But we, let's talk about the killer first. I okay. Guess. Where 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 is where is the killer for you? Number nine. Oh yeah. So it's right above. So
1: ben. so we have the same, all of our bottom four. Those four are are the same. Um, yes. So we're doing killer. Yeah, The Killer. I don't know. I was expecting more, given it was him and the, written by the guy who wrote um, Seven, Andrew Kevin Walker. I think my dad was very right in pointing out that this is a comic book movie. This is an adaptation yeah. of a comic book. Yeah. And the way it's kind of. uh very much sort of has these comic book archetypes and dialogue style and the voiceover um it it may it it kind of exists in a different realm than the more realistic crime movies Mm, he's made um i think it's you know it's it's interesting to watch i i don't find it as like fascinating as some people do as self-portraiture that some people are talking about like Oh, it's about Fincher because, like, Mank is him messing up the assassination or whatever. And like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't know, know that's that much. Really, I don't, you know. And also, now I like Mank, but I don't know. How did you
0: feel about it? Um, I think we both kind of walked away being like, you know, that was that was good. It wasn't like exactly what I was expecting, but for me, I I enjoyed it in terms of like, I think, I think it's a. It's a weirdly like relaxing movie in some ways, as nihilistic as it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there is kind of like a trance it gets into where it's like, I I like kind of hanging out with Michael Fassbender. This is this now it's yeah. sounding hypocritical because I I complain about the you know your thing with Meg. but but in some ways it's it's like that is how I feel about Michael Fassbender's character where it's like he's kind of a bad person, but in some ways like I like. <laughs> I like going through the motions with him and I like sort of seeing his his process. There's some really interesting, you know, segments. I loved, you know, the Tilda Swinton stuff. I thought was really good. Oh, that's a great um, scene. Yeah. Probably the best of the movie, I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um and then, you know, even like the action stuff is cool. Like, I, you know, his his confrontation with the the brute. Uh Oh, yeah. You know, the the, is, is the John cool. Wick
1: like yeah, that's yeah. amazing.
0: Um but you know, for me, like, I think what holds it back from, from his other work, I guess, is it, it is a lot of, um, uh, I like what you said, it is kind of a comic book movie where it's like, it has a lot of stylistic things that it's doing, um, but under the surface, it really is kind of just a simple story about a guy who's, you know, a contract killer. Yeah, a really simple is, revenge. Yeah, really, yeah, it's it's not much more than that. Um and that's, that's okay in some ways. Um, like, I don't know. I kind of like the scale of the movie. I like how, you know, sort of personal it is in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Um, but also I just, I, I don't know if it reaches like certain highs that some of Fincher's other works do for me. It so. feels
1: like one of the smallest swings he's ever taken. Yeah. I guess maybe you could compare it to like. I don't know. I I in a way you could compare it to maybe Panic Room or something, but I just think Panic Room is like such a better movie. Yeah. Um it's it's a film of, you know, he's not going for like huge ideas. Though I mean there's some some things that are sneak into the movie. And yeah. I think there's aspects of his character that there's a sne- there's a sneaking self-awareness that he's gaining yeah. about yeah. what he's been doing with his life basically. And the movie ends up not leaning into that as much as I was kind of hoping it would. Um, But I think it's there a, just a little bit. It, it, he's just not a very interesting character when it gets down <laughs> yeah, to... Like, yeah. the, the beginning where he's talking and talking and whatever, and he has his whole philosophy of life and killing people, and they botches the heist, I thought was just fantastic. Mm-hmm, yeah, And I was thought it was going to really set up something really interesting of this guy kind of like... And then, you know, and then it costs him... um you know the near death of his girlfriend, um, so I, it felt like it was setting up something a little bit more uh, self reflective on the part of the character. But then it just be, ends up basically being like a John Wick style revenge. A guy just taking yeah. revenge on every person who did this stuff. That perfectly well made. Some really good scenes, in um, particularly the fight and the dinner with Tilda Swinton. Um, but it's. With Fincher, I, I find a lot of his movies. You know, he, uh, he's known for for genre and for mystery or, um, you know, uh, action or you know. Not he's not always thought of in terms of like like these character stories, but I think all of his movies. What's most interesting about them, often maybe not Alien Three, but like the rest <laughs> of them, is like the study of human behavior. That to me yeah. is like the thing he's most interested in. Is little I mean the way he edits his movies is very. Uh, is tapping into that quite a bit in terms of how the characters have a subtle glance or there's like a little bit of change in expression. He's always honing in on these things. Yeah. And it just feels like this movie just for me is a little disappointing because it didn't feel like it was, he was not like as rich of a character and all the constant like comic book monologuing sometimes is funny, but it wasn't really that it got honestly a little like started to remind me of Deadpool a little bit, which (laughs) is not a good thing. Um, so you know, it's it's a good it's a good solid you know it, he's not going for it's not like Oppenheimer or one of these other movies this year where yeah he's going for a home run he's going for a line drive single and I think it's
0: a pretty good one and also for Netflix too I, I wonder if this is like a little bit of behind the scenes wrangling too where it's like he wants to be in good graces with Netflix you know he's he's shifting his platform to be you know be kind of streaming friendly in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. I do think this is a good streaming movie um, partially because of its scale. I think, you know, people were not really expecting a like, you know, Oh my gosh, this is like, it, you know, the greatest thing ever, like people are expecting sort of a Netflix style movie. And that is what it, what, what it is. Um, and, you know, that's, that's perfectly fair. And a lot of people were really, Hyped on it too, you know. A lot of, when it came out, a lot of people were well, were weirdly excited by it.
1: I think the Fincher heads were, which I guess we are, but like, I don't know if the for general audiences, because because yeah, you th- it's definitely more commercial than Mank, which is a total. That's yeah. a total like blank check. <laughs> All right, you can make. You've done a lot for us. We'll give you the money to make a weird thing. That's yeah, very personal. Um, but I wouldn't. Even, other than the scene where he fights the guy in the house, which is s- super entertaining. It's kind of a boring, like old fashioned, you know, like a like people a lot of people compared it to *Les Samurai*, like one of these Melville mm-hmm. um, hitman movies of the nineteen sixties. Um, it's not an action packed movie, other than that opening and and uh, and the fight scene. It's just kind of he's you know he's buying him buying stuff on Amazon or you know. Uh, Doing some uh, magic with, uh, you know, switching people's cards out or whatever. It's a lot of kind of mundane activity, which, because it's him, is not completely boring because he makes it interesting to watch. And I think, actually, in some ways, the most lasting aspect of the movie for me was the fact that the way he's portraying all these sort of mundane um, uh, transactional actions we go through in modern life. When I went home and I'm ordering an Uber or when I'm waiting for the bus or using my clipper card, I started to get this like deja vu of like I, I feel like I'm the killer,
0: yeah, yeah because
1: it's like he's tapping into something about like gee, is this all our lives are is just doing the series of procedures and kind of mindless um adherence to technology and kind of um or just or or not just technology but just like mindlessly going about our jobs or whatever
0: and the connectivity um, of those items where it's like yeah you are like one step away from from being this like psychopath basically you know where it's like you know as much as he is reliant on these things so are you you know
1: yeah and especially this sort of like fastidious cuz he the the character is very self confident like i you know i have this perfect method whatever and then it's like he's not even that good like he misses <laughs> a very easy shot you know, in the very wow, wow. beginning. Like, <laughs> he, like,
0: he just makes it, he, he messes up, you know. I wouldn't say it's a very easy shot. I mean, he, but I mean, like, he, he it's makes a, he makes yeah. an
1: error himself. Yes, yes, Um So it's like, w- we think our lives are, you know, oh, everything's really in control and banal and whatever, and it's like, you're just on the knife's edge from um, everything going wrong. So it's interesting in that, yeah. uh, you know, and, and also, he, you know, I'm not sure if he's, well, he just hadn't made a movie in a long time time and i mean uh, at least in he made mank since gone girl i guess he had made a contemporary movie that yeah time, yeah say. um so him sort of commenting on how that feels this is sort of unusual because a lot of these auteur directors kind of seem to avoid modern life last time spielberg coen brothers scorsese made a modern movie is like almost 20 years for all of them yeah um so i don't know
0: cool movie yeah, it's it's good. It's okay. Um, all right, you want to move on to Benjamin Button?
1: Yeah, Benjamin Button. I guess is my number nine, and
0: it's my number ten. So number ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, You watched it recently, so my I for it. me, it's based. The ranking is based solely on what I feel about it now. Yeah. I don't even I hardly remember much of the movie. <laughs> Did you
1: see it like years and years ago.
0: Yeah, it was probably I don't know sophomore year college or something.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this movie is a, is a a real anomaly in his <laughs> filmography. It's a weird because it's it was his first movie that got any Oscar yeah, acclaim, which when you think of the quality it of his previous movies is insane. Unusual. But kind of makes sense given you know, Academy voters don't really like movies like Panic Room or right. Fight Club yeah. or 7. And uh it's Just totally, his it's it has such a different feel than all his other movies. I remember it being sentimental. Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember
0: it being very sentimental, very like kind of sweet in some ways. mm -hmm, Definitely, Um, not a lot of the sort of darkness or even even like I think some of the nihilism of some of his other movies is kind of totally gone from this movie.
1: It is largely gone, even though the movie in some ways it's just about like, gee, isn't it sad? We're all going to die. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Like that's basically no, yeah, what the movie's yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But despite that being the central idea, it, it, he doesn't have the cynicism about human nature in this movie, which I think you could say pervades every one of his other movies, even Mank, which is kind of warmer. There's definitely an edge to it and yeah. how it feels about the characters. And in Alien 3, definitely he, he does. Um, but this is the only one where it he feels it f- has quite a kind of a warm, loving feeling towards the characters. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I don't know what really possessed him to make this movie. I don't want to, like, <laughs> interpret too much about, like, you know, was it, you know, his... Um, I don't know, some some brush with death himself or, you know, or with, his, with his family or something like that. It definitely feels like something. And for me, also, having not watched it in a long time, I think... It's a movie that like the more the more time you've lived, the more you've um seen people you know grow old or die, I think it gains a little bit more of a of a power to it. Yeah. Um it's also just weird because the whole central the thing gimmick of the movie of Benjamin Button he is born an old man or he looks like an old man and he ages backwards. Um it doesn't really like matter. it's it sort of reminds me of what remember the movie Downsizing <laughs> yeah, where it's yeah. like they shrink themselves <laughs> but then ultimately it just becomes like it it's like it didn't even mean, matter if they were shrunk, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. Um like it could just have been a movie about a guy, you know what it what it kind of is is like there's a cleaning movie called Oh god, you haven't even seen this, but Bridges of Madison County, where it's like the kids of this very old woman looking back on her life and learning about this guy who mm. they didn't know, like a secret lover, basically someone who is like the love of her life. Um, the fact that he was an old man. I mean, I, I think I, maybe I'm just sort of like bumping on this because it's, it's unsightly a little bit <laughs> like the way, cause it, it's done weirdly. The, he does this like CGI with it. It just looks not, it looks a little iffy. It's not aged well, right? Yeah, Um, parts. Nice pun. Yeah, yeah. No, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird the way. And even even some of the stuff with her like de aging or or the kid. I don't know if they're dubbing the kid versions of Kate Blanchett. There's just a lot of like, you know. So then you're seeing what looks like a very old man and a little girl hanging out, and you're (laughs) like, this looks. This is kind of alarming you know but but what really it's just two little kids hanging out right so it's like couldn't i mean maybe it would have just been better like that i don't know i know it's the f scott fitzgerald story i shouldn't you know be you know you know i'm just being the you know uh, court side you know trying yeah, to like yeah. t- you know tell what you know what, what i would have done you know it seems ridiculous but um it just it just makes it, it's it's a little strange and I, but I do like the idea of it, which is the I, the cyclical nature of life, and the idea, which you know, has been explored before, I'm sure, of um, when people get really old, people become childlike, especially if you're like dementia or whatever. You, yeah, you become just as needy, so that does become touching. And I think when they are growing old, and when she's taking care of them, it's 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 quite lovely, and. Um, yeah, for all my making fun of it and whatever. I also just think it's kind of a flawed movie because he's he's just a very he's not a very interesting character. <laughs> like Brad Pitt, I think if you saw him in this movie, you'd just go, This guy's not really he, like he's just a stiff. Like he just doesn't do anything. Yeah. Um So that's kind of an issue. Um But I thought it was you know, it's sort of episodic. It's super long, um, I, but I just love like hanging with all these different characters and all these different encounters he has with. Um, he's got his mother or adopted mother Taraji P Henson, who's like wonderful. Marshall Ali is kind of his mm-hmm. adopted father. It's, like before he was famous, he's great. Um, there's a whole part where he he like hangs out on a tugboat, and Jared Harris is the sea captain. <laughs> And it's kind of amazing, and there's this whole like World War II sequence where they get like attacked by a submarine.
0: Mm. Do you remember this? I barely, barely. You're it, sparking neurons in my brain. It's
1: like it's like crazy. I mean, it, it like that fight scene in The Killer. It it makes me go. It's like Fincher saying, if I wanted to make these genre movies, if I wanted to make an action movie, if I wanted to make a war movie, I could do this as good as anyone but I'll just do it for one scene. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of the effects and the scale of it, I, it's pretty astonishing. Um, oh yeah. And then there's like Tilda Swinton. He has this whole thing with her where they meet every night in the hotel. And I thought that was great. I mean, and she's wonderful. Just wonderful. Um, so it's, it just, it, it feels at times a little bit like a bit of a shallow movie in terms of the writing. Um, but I think the cumulative effect of it is, is I'm not like weeping my eyes out, but it is touching. I
0: think. Yeah, I mean, I don't have that much to say about it just because it. it's been it's been so long. Since Do you I've remember sued.
1: being touched by it, or were you pretty indifferent?
0: I no, I remember being like I remember enjoying it. I remember it being very long. I don't so remember long. being um, like touched emotionally. Like I didn't feel that strongly about like. The characters, I don't think, but I remember being like, "Oh, this is like more interesting than I thought it would be, right?" You yeah. know, I I remember having that thought in my mind, but I don't I don't remember specifically why. So maybe I should revisit it. But um, yeah, it's it's number ten for me just because it's it's kind of lower down. I don't really think about it that much. It never it didn't leave a big impact on me. Yeah, I, it so. honestly
1: didn't for me either. But I think. Watching it again, I could. I went from being like, "Oh, typical Academy," like giving it for you know, giving him his first Best Director nom for a really sentimental movie after these like absolutely brilliant, more hardcore movies. But I think seeing it now, I could see. I could a see myself watching it again and liking it even more, and b understand why for some people they'd be. Deeply moved by the movie because for me it like almost is. I think if just like some of the writing was better, some of the character stuff was better, um, it could be. It would have could have been like a masterpiece. It could have been like a some some great because it really just covers like it's an entire life, you know. It co- and it covers so much time. Yeah, it does convey that kind of the passage of time and people growing old and and um, I also like the fact that he's like lives at this um, like assisted living facility. It's all these old people. I thought there's there's an old man. Also, this is like the funny to me it's like one of the funniest things ever is this old man who says, "Do you remember this?" He said, "I was struck by lightning seven times." Oh yeah, do you remember yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was almost something that <laughs> I feel like I've joked with people about. Like they were, were like quoting about that. He's like, one time I was just getting the mail. And then I cut to him getting the mail.
0: <laughs> I and do I do remember that I sequence. Was
1: absolutely rolling every time. <laughs> every time <laughs> it cut to that guy getting struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was it's very charming, very charming movie, and um, I don't know, it's quite, quite beautiful. So, um, but that's to me, there's a big gap. I don't know if this is true for you. Those four movies, which in my case I all like, in your case you all think are eh okay. Um, <laughs>
0: there's a massive gap. Is there a big we... gap
1: between nine and eight?
0: Uh yeah. Oh, well,
1: okay. N- well, okay. Might be bigger.
0: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say um, yes, Uh asterisks, but still yes. The the asterisks is I think I'm gonna wait. Are we gonna three, two, one? Let's do it. Okay. I think we have the same eight. Let's okay. Three, two, two, one. one, The game. game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, So the game for me, I it's um. It's a weird movie because I think there's maybe a bigger gap. There's a big gap between the game and the rest of his filmography for me. Oh, okay. But there's also a big gap between those lo- bottom four and the game, where oh, it's okay. like the game is is like a saw. Sol- if we're just ranking purely on, obviously this isn't how I'd rank them in normal ways, but if like the bottom three are like or the bottom four are like a five, you know, the game is like a seven. And then the rest are like eight and a half to nines. You know what I mean? Where yeah, I it's, got like, you. I got you. it's like I got it's like it's like there is there is still a gap. I don't like the game I'm not in love with. I have some problems with it. Yeah. Um but I sure. I do love I love so many aspects of it. I think it's so fun. Um, I,
1: I I love this movie. <laughs> I think this movie is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. I watched it again, I, I haven't seen it in many years. And it's funny, my show, my mom, she hated it. Oh, she hated it. And I really thought she would like it because she's liked Panic Room and stuff. Man, she because that movie is in some ways utter nonsense. Yeah, 100%. It does not yeah. make any, I mean, if you, if you look at that movie in a literal sense, you're making a big mistake <laughs> because there's no way this could actually happen. And also that's the funny thing about, compared to Button is like, Button is a movie that's trying to be like, Explore the pro- huge profundity of life and time and uh, mortality, like, all these huge things. And the game is just pure cinema. It, the game is just pure, you know, it's like going to the chiropractor or something. Just, like, getting, the, <laughs> the, getting this, like, pure punch in the gut, like, entertainment um, with, I don't know if what it's really, I mean, I guess you could say it, it, is, it does have some things to say about, like living a meaningful life or maybe
0: what have you. Taking but, risks, you know. Yeah, you
1: know. yeah, and, and, and unsettling yourself from um, uh, slipping into the mundane routine, which actually kind of connects to what we we're talking about with The Killer. But on the core of it, it's utter nonsense
0: <laughs> and absolutely
1: thrilling to
0: watch. It is so much fun. the The biggest thing for me that I think holds it back from his other movies is that it really is truly a one-and-done movie. Almost like mm-hmm. it is it, you watch it and the thrill is about the no, not knowing where the movie is going to go and it taking absolutely wild left turns. Right. You know, and the movie goes all over the place. It is so surprising, so fun for the first time. And then you watch it again and you're like, I don't know if this is all that good. <laughs> you know, well, where it's like <laughs> I'll, I'll say I watched it. I knew
1: what was going on. It's still is compelling to watch and i think the main reason for me is it's i think it could be up in the moholland drive Mm. category in terms of most dream like and actually maybe more than moholland drive in terms of like dreams i've had because i frequently have like these dreams where i'm am i out of it it's like are you you know you keep thinking you're out of the dream or out of the situation and it keeps continuing and the quality the game has where it's like he keeps thinking he's out of the weeds of the <laughs> right, game yeah. quote unquote he's um it brings him back in somehow and he's kind oh, of and it's it's, just, so- it's, it's 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 just a nightmare movie it's a great nightmare movie of of him uh, being foiled and messed up at every turn every aspect of his life falling apart
0: uh it was uh, another thing so we did review it for the show. Um so oh, you, you can okay. uh me and Isaac did. Okay. And I think we both really enjoyed it. It was, that was my first time watching it I think. Yeah. Um and so uh the the thing uh, another thing that I just loved about it it's an amazing San Francisco movie. It oh, truly yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like one of the one of the great ones along with um says, Yeah, Zodiac. Yeah. With Zodiac, yeah. Um Genuinely, like, so many fun moments in, you know, the car chase sequence where he gets, like, pushed off the road is the, so the, awesome. The taxi cab
1: into the yeah, bay? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, my God. It's
0: so cool. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, there's so many fun moments like that. I love what you're saying about, like, you know, every turn he thinks he's out, he just gets pulled back in. Yeah. Um, yeah and, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, like, so many so many amazing crazy things happen in the movie yeah um now for the ending um this is where i start to get a little So you just say spoil- spoilers yeah, of the spoilers game for the for next the two minutes yeah um the ending is like so off the rails that i don't even know it the hard thing is like okay how do you wrap up a movie that's like that thrill seeking that you know like kind of high energy in a way that feels satisfying because if you just like you know, if he it turns out that it's like a corporation or whatever, and he just like kills the guys or whatever, You're like that sucks. Yeah, um, I mean
1: that's like a generic. Yeah, it's not that interesting. Yeah,
0: and the way that they end it, ultimately, it is genuinely so confusing. Um, not real. No, it's not confusing, but it is. It is. It it, it is. Why the movie is nonsensical? Basically, well, it's
1: it's also just like, wouldn't you be like? I can't curse on this but wouldn't you like just be like so out of your mind, mad about what had just happened to you? Like, you wouldn't. I mean, I I honestly think this is a big (laughs) shout out, like, testament to Michael Douglas, Mm -hmm. his performance. Yeah. Because he is so great. He sells the the catharsis of that moment at the end (laughs) that it. It, not only does it make it work, but it, I was getting like choked up at the end when when Penn comes back in like I thought that was like really great. yeah. um so I think it works on an emotional level. I think it works I think it works on a thematic level um and I think it works on an, just a pure level of craft because it's just like beautiful how he does that and also sets it up with the father and the falling. yeah and, um it's you know quite haunting on on a level of Logic and human behavior, maybe not, but who cares when it's so yeah. delightful?
0: Yeah, I so I I think I think in a lot of ways the movie um, is embracing the sort of crazy wackiness that it mm-hmm. that it you know that it needs to be kind of exceptional. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it. It is flawed. It is flawed. Um, but I still really enjoyed it. And honestly, it's so much fun watching Fincher make a movie like this. Like, genuinely, like, he is the best at doing these sort of, um, it, it, not even like twisty movies. You know, it's not even that. It's just like, um, things that are keeping you so on your toes that you're like i'm not sure where this is even gonna go you know just surprising movies i guess that's maybe that's what is kind of disappointing about the other four in the list is that there really aren't that many surprises at all in 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 any of those movies that's a good point yeah Um, they're not not really where it's like it's like yeah you know there's something interesting about all of them but really overall it's not like hooking you in that way that that basically all of the other movies on this list are um, no
1: they don't have that like hypnotic quality yeah, of, yeah reeling you in yeah
0: so uh, but i do think the game is a good one to talk t- about before we get into the the rest of the list just because it is kind of the it's it's almost one of the most finchery movies that can be you know where it's like sometimes it is a little loose with the you know the human element but it is like driving action packed keeping you on your toes so unexpected and there's like something that ties it along with all of these like pieces fitting together yeah. um you know and yeah. and i think almost all of his movies from here on out have that element um mm-hmm. i think one that we'll talk about later obviously well anyways we'll we'll get to it later yeah um, i think
1: it's funny you said it, it's most faintly, this is the last thing i'll say about this but like It's it's the
0: most fincherist
1: movie because, in some ways, I just thought of this: how it is about like in some ways it feels like one of his worst fears, which is the loss of control, and it's like your your perfectly (laughs) manicured life going. You can almost say this is is this a movie about making Alien Three? Perhaps, (laughs) maybe, maybe maybe. he didn't write the movie, um, but it definitely feels. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like he's kind of disowned this one too, or he's kind of said, "Ah, it's not. This is not an important one." Which I mean I get because it's maybe less profound quote unquote than whatever or, or culturally pro, uh, significant as Fight Club or what have you. But I don't know, man. I I I think it's pretty cool. And no, I, think I love it. I yeah. think it's
0: I think it's tons of fun. Um, it's like it's like way better than than like ninety percent of of the you know directors who are working today like their whole filmography like it's it's a it's way better than like a jj abrams movie like any of them yeah probably
1: yeah i mean it would been it would be maybe the best movie of the year if it came out now i mean i I, I don't know if i've seen a better movie this year maybe a couple now but maybe um it's it's really great now i think we're gonna diverge a little bit i do
0: think i think this is gonna be where we start to (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, I so number seven did you put the dragon tattoo here? i did
0: put girl with the dragon oh, tattoo here run. oh um, i have to leave your house now
1: um i put i'm putting fight Club here
0: okay that that's you know that's totally fine i here here's the thing with these next three i think i could switch any of them any of their order is your fight club, is fight club
1: where's, where's fight club for you
0: well do we want to spoil it oh, i mean okay. come on well
1: i, I don't know I mean, we're going have to talk about it at some point
0: um, um Okay, well, I guess I guess we should just talk about Fight Club now. Then, do you?
1: Um, I mean, do you have Fight Club in the top five, or is it
0: Fight Club? Is my five. Okay. Um, okay. and I, I, and to me, and like I said, like, so, Fight Club, um. Well, anyways, how do you want to tackle it? Do you want to talk about Fight Club first? Sure. I, I think we should.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think. Uh well okay yeah i'm trying to think of like what your other three you're talking about here i don't know i think it's is going to be some weird shifting around at this point because to me all of these are like absolute like classic movies yes i think i'll all yeah. and I, I i don't even include the game in that but like and also we're, we're kind of leaving it off because it's tv but Mindhunter. to me all of these are great all of these if i was in the chronicle would give a jumping out of the chair to, yeah. to different degrees. Yeah. The game being really fun, just what a blast to my number 1 which is like, you know, uh, is it one of the top 10 films ever made maybe. Um and um Fight Club is a weird one for you. Fight Club I think at some point was one of my 10 favorite films ever made. Really? Yeah. I don't know if you had that impact on you when you first saw it. Mm,
0: uh it you know what? It didn't though it it is one of those movies that's like so embedded in culture that it's hard to like, yeah, it's hard to unwrap it from that layer. you yeah. know, it's a very it's a movie that's very like um it was super significant when it came out. still has a lot of like, you know, I think every teenager grows up and watches Fight Club and is like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, you know, like there's something about it that is very like, um rousing to a lot of people um for me i i think it's still a brilliant movie um it is in in several ways you know partially because it's talking about that sort of teenage you know anarchism you know the the kind of the um i just want to you know Throw my body against whatever against the gears, tear it all down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think a lot of people sort of mistake its tone because it its tone is very much wrapped in that um, for its message, which is about the dangers of this sort of cult like adherence, the dangers of of being you know so wrapped in in you know the the sort of getting out of, um. Well, it's like
1: getting out of a one system, and just get throwing yourself into another. Yeah, form, yeah. What, another form of enslavement, basically. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's a deeper form. It, yeah. You know. Which I mean is so. I mean, it's a film that, it, in some ways, it's like not aged well, just because aesthetically it's so '90s. But <laughs> in terms of what it's saying, um, people. I think because people took the movie as like aspirational, and they're like, "Hey, we should start a fight." Like, like there, there's the like kind of the whole thing yeah, now of like, yeah. <laughs> like it kind of people made the movie embarrassing because they did that. But if you really actually are intelligently engaging with it, it's talking about things that are still relevant now in terms of like people slipping into. I don't know what you call extremism or that sort of thing where it's like they they're looking for a refuge from the societal ills and then falling into something may, that's maybe even worse
0: and um, and the um the the sort of meaning crisis or the purpose crisis that a yes. lot of people have where yes. it's you know they they don't want to just be this this sort of you know you know the the Edward Norton character right. they don't want to be the guy who's you know, sitting in an office, can't sleep. You know, is you know, is totally a consumer, and you know, totally has has no will other than his, um, you know, just baseline needs and desires. His apartment, his you know, nothing else. Right. You know, like the the alternative to that in this movie, you know, what it's talking about is is the, you know kind of the seductiveness of purpose, the seductiveness of th- this is like a perfect movie about like why like people in in you know Massachusetts go off and join Isis. you know It's like a perfect movie yeah. about that that yeah. feeling yeah. of people I, join the Ku Klux Klan. I yeah, mean, yeah yeah I am lost because I don't know what I'm doing in life. Yeah. So I'm going to join a purpose. I'm join going to join, like a following that that tells me what my purpose is. Right.
1: Yeah. And and um, the the charismatic figure that yeah. uh, Brad Pitt plays in the movie, yeah. which is like it's such a funny contrast to <laughs> Benjamin Button because he's so boring in that movie and then he's like electric in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, truly one of his best performances. Um, that's another thing that's like totally he. Fincher and and Palinik, like they had their eye on the crystal ball with that one. Yeah, in terms of the appeal of these kind of these kind of guys, man. I mean, they're they they are thriving to this day. Um, so, on top of just the movie's prescience and uh, thematic uh, brilliance in terms of his ideas, it's a great, entertaining. I mean, like I I have nothing like bad to say against this movie. Like it's 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 it holds up. I just think. Either maybe I've, it might be in that category like the original Star Wars where maybe I've just like watched it too much. Mm. Or also I think it's a little bit, I find myself more attracted to maybe more subtle movies than this one. And it's, it's kind of,
0: yeah, it's kind of over. It, it, you know, it hits all the marks, but it does it very uh, brazenly. Well, well, it's a little bit, it's the most he's made a movie where he's coming out
1: and being like, I got this to say you know yeah and it's a little bit it's it's
0: not bad but it's a little embarrassing but can we even say that because so many people took the opposite meaning
1: no i know that's the thing (laughs) it's funny about it is like people went, oh
0: yeah he's saying this some people who watch movies apparently are so dumb that they think like this is the aspirational tyler durden is the aspirational character or if they didn't
1: take the meaning they're like oh my god this is you know this movie didn't, you know, it's not clear enough as satire. Sat There's that ridiculous thing. Like, uh, satire yeah. needs a clarity of purpose. It's <laughs> like, get the hell out of here. But the, I think it, I still find it, just for me watching it, I, I, I don't enjoy it as much as these other ones. Maybe even less of the game, honestly, just because I think also we were just like, influenced by it and not me you but I mean me and my friends in high school Yeah, where we were emulating like in terms of our writing or the things we wanted to make totally it's totally. like it's such a high school thing so it's it's a little in that category like some of David Lynch's stuff where it just becomes so imitated and it's really not it's not fair to Fincher to, to say this because it's not his fault that everyone I, thought it was so cool to be like <laughs> yeah we're so edgy man Um, I think that's, it's, that's my
0: you know. biggest knock on the movie is that looking back on it It feels more cringe than cool in a lot of places. (laughs) Yeah, where it's like, ugh, like you know, like I probably just the the you know bold nature of it, I guess, and like some of the attitude that the movie has. Um, it's yeah, it's a little it it feels a little bit at outdated in some ways.
1: And so yeah, so it's 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 not the masterpiece, the greatest thing ever. Because that's the thing, when you're younger, you're like, you base how much you love a movie, I think, at least for me, how much the movie is saying. How much it's, what it's saying about society. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, ways. how profound the movie is versus, you know, something that's just maybe really well crafted, like the game, for example. Um, so I, I value it a little bit less these days for that. Um, but, man, I mean, it's there's some great it's, it's, it's it is great stuff in it. And I really still think that's I remember the first time I saw it, and every time I see it, the ending is like one of the best endings I've ever seen. Oh yeah, it's in awesome. a movie. I, I remember so when cool. I think I got like tears in my eyes as a kid watching that. I was like, <laughs> I can't believe. I also that song was like something I used to play with my pals in our band. Anyway, uh, so you know, excellent movie. Nothing, you know, you know, nothing. I'm not not dissing it. It's just lower for me, mm. but.
0: So that's that's your number seven. Yeah, my number seven. So we
1: wait your seven, seven was is
0: girl with a dragon tattoo. So okay. Would we you can hold do... that
1: since it's a little higher for me. It's like very high. Or... Yeah, we
0: can hold that. We okay. can hold
1: that. Yeah. Well, what, what's your number six? We might have similar.
0: My number six is Gone Girl. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So so that's that's what I was saying. With um, Fight Club is five. Gone Girl is six, and Girl with a Dragon Tattoo is seven. Okay. So all three of those I think are really really solid. Yeah. Movies in like. I, I, obviously I say they're solid, but they're like actual like genuine like high class movies Brilliant. where it's like, um. So I could I could feel differently one day of the week. I could I could put Gone Girl higher or Girl with the Dragon Tattoo higher. But we were talking about Girl with the Dragon Tattoo after we saw The Killer, um, and I was like reminiscing about just how great some of those sequences are. You know, it's, it's so much so much interesting stuff. Yeah, um it's. Yeah. But Gone Girl for me was one that came out when we were in high school. Yeah. My um, first Fincher movie
1: I saw in a theater. Me too. And actually only one until we saw The Killer a few weeks ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Actually. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's so funny. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: We, we didn't see Mank in theaters. Well, it was COVID and yeah, it just came out on Netflix. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I think for me, Gone Girl is a movie that um, I've, I've, thought a lot or I used to think a lot about just in terms of it was one of those movies that like hooked me for for like what a movie could be you know it's so dynamic it feels so interesting I love the I love the setting of it I love how kind of um it's a really kind of shockingly depressing movie for yeah. how fun it feels, you know, weirdly.
1: Yeah. What the movie is saying about marriage. I remember, I, I think we reviewed this on your show. I think it was before Isaac was getting married. One of you is getting married. And I remember being like, I'm sorry I picked this. Cause this is like one of the most, <laughs> 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 this is just not a great movie to watch. When you're about to get married. But uh, the portrait of that, the marriage between them is just like quite, quite haunting, even as it's hilarious. And just really fun to watch And sort of trashy Like it has a, The movie has a feel of like I, feel, I think when it came out Mike Stoklauser was calling it like Classy sleaze Or he had some term he created for <laughs> yeah, it
0: kind, Yeah yeah, No it's true Yeah
1: Because it's so like elegant And beautifully made and But it feels
0: like one of those novels That you get at the airport You yeah. know Like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally And in, in some ways it kind of is Cause that's, you know how she wrote it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And she adapted the screen, Jillian uh, Flynn. Um, yeah.
0: And, and like, I, I don't know. I think, I think the thing for me, I, I really think it's a brilliant movie. I have very hard, like hardly anything bad to say about it other than, um, I do think sort of the way that the movie is structured holds it back on sort of rewatch and rethinking about it. Um, for me it's like I don't know that I necessarily care to go back to it all that much Mm -hmm. just because my first time watching it was so like exciting seeing where things go that switch in the middle is just so like insane it's like you know for half this movie you're like okay uh this guy's the killer you know like where he is he is screwed you know we are like in deep uh Deep territory with uh, with Ben Affleck's character, and then the switch to her driving is like, what you know, like you're like, oh my goodness, like oh this is this is total. But then every time I've watched it since then, that those se- sequences have been my least favorite part of the movie.
1: Oh really? Which is weird. I think that passage of film of Affleck finding the shed to her in the car is like one of the best... No,
0: no, no. I, obviously, it's still a great moment. I just mean like her sort of storyline where she's in the motel. Um, you know, I, I do love it when she she hits her face. So that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, but the, the, you know, like my favorite p- moments of the movie, the ones that I remember the most are all with, uh, Ben Affleck being like totally under suspicion, his like every little move being scrutinized. Yeah. Just everything about that is, is so awesome. Yeah. And then I also love, um, like her sort of revenge plot element is, is interesting, but to me, it's the, it's the part that I, that I like you know kind of the least out of the two halves i guess Mm -hmm. where it's like it's like i i think it's enjoyable it's it's a you know it's great to watch it's obviously very well made um but you know i kind of care more about ben affleck you know like that's that's what's most intriguing i guess watching his interaction with the the police having every yeah i love the stuff with his sister um And then, you know, being like, okay, he's he is kind of a scumbag because he's like cheating on her and, you know, all that stuff. And then, you know, then for for you to like totally flip your your whole mindset on him. And he's like, oh, yeah, this guy actually is totally the victim. Um, And then, you know, and then for the ending, which I think is maybe one of the most brilliant. Uh, we could say this for the rest of the show probably, but it yeah. is, it is an insanely brilliant ending uh, yeah. where she comes back and it's so dark. It's yeah, so dark. In
1: blood and, he and that's where I kind of was a little iffy on the movie. The first time I saw it mm. where I was like, no, he can't, this doesn't, he wouldn't do this. he can't get away <laughs> with that. You know, like I just thought, I was like, there's no way he can get out of this. But in a way it, I think, it's a combination of like Yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense and also just on a thematic level. It's just great what it's saying about like relationships and people being trapped with each other basically. Yeah. Like I think I think it really does work. I definitely it was this is a movie for a while. I was like pretty great but imperfect, but the more I've watched it, I'm just like god, this is I got very little bad to say about this yeah this is so totally. fun to watch totally and 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 also honestly it's another it's like um I had this with Sunset Boulevard as well as you get older and you see people in relationships and you understand more about relationships um, you start to realize that maybe it is as messed up as these <laughs> movies are saying you know or it can be not always but it but it can be um, so I think it uh I think it really works, and yeah, they're just terrific, the performances. Oh, yeah.
0: Rosamund Pike, I mean, she was someone who was like, when that came out, I I don't think I had ever heard of her, or like, seen anything that she'd done. She'd been in World's End, you know, small role, but yeah. yeah. And then um, she's, like, brilliant in that movie, and then basically has done nothing else. I know. Isn't <laughs> it's, that, yeah. It's she, a shame.
1: Yeah, very small movies as the lead, and then supporting here and there, but yeah, it's just kind of her calling card, I guess. Yeah.
0: Um, but nice. she is great in the movie, and I, the other thing that I love about it too is she she wins in the end, you know. And it's so dark, like how yeah. how you know awful she's you know kind of she she really is like the the female Ty- Tyler Durden in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and it it's it's but in Gone Girl she actually just gets away with it, like in you know. Well, I guess that that does technically happen in Fight Club too. So. In a way, yeah,
1: yeah, it's a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Well, it, feel, it feels more hopeless because you're following Affleck's character, and and uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's a it's a great ending. I think I think the, the Fight Club similarity is definitely accurate. I think that's partly why they're a little lower for me. Is just um, there's a little bit of a corniness to the the narration <laughs> in both these movies where it's like <laughs> like talking about himself and kind of. Uh, this railing against societal ills—it's great. I'm not saying it's bad. I just think, it's it's um, it's just a little cheesier than some of the like absolute highest Def- yeah, level of Fincher stuff.
0: Um, should we do number? What is that? So my five was Fight Club, and we already talked about that.
1: Yeah, my five is Zodiac. Okay. You were the high I, I did. Yeah. Okay, do you want to save that? What's your number 4?
0: Um my 4 is Panic Room. Yeah, me too. And this is where we get into kind of the the danger zone of of the rest of these movies where I'm like, I don't know. I'm this is this for me Panic Room is like one of my like co- probably absolute favorite movies in some ways. Oh yeah. Um how simple it is How tight it is How much fun it is Everything It hits on Literally every level So I'm like How is it my number four yeah, it's like right, I think right. about it Where it's like This is like One of the best No it would be movies. The best
1: movie Of most directors
0: <laughs> Yeah 100% um,
1: and, and it's not even in his top three for him. <laughs> I mean, That's incredible Um, And it's interesting I'm looking Because I, I think Generally it's not Like I, I am looking At these on By average rating and it's like his third from the bottom, on yeah. uh, uh, Letterbox here, which is what I'm looking at. And I think on IMDb, it's kind of generally. I think I think the consensus for Fincher tends to be obviously Alien Three. I think most people put Mank as the second worst, <laughs> and then it tends to be Panic Room, which um, is
0: crazy to me. It's actually like so
1: baffling. Even and even real like Fincher heads, when I like <laughs> you know, the podcast I listened to when they did Fincher, they did like a, like their favorites, and they're like they just tossed panic room off in like the bottom <laughs> tier i was like are you insane like, yeah this is such a great film um to me it's like just a perfect organism of a movie totally like totally. it's just the simplest story told at the highest level every minute of this thing is thrilling um i it's one of these things i'm sort of realizing recently i really like where You have kind of dual protagonists in the movie, Mm -hmm. yeah. And you think I I kind of was only the second time where I hadn't seen in a long time, but when I revisited it last year, you realize how much you are empathizing with Force Force Whitaker's character, right? Because he's it's it's that's a classic like um, heist movie thing: guy in over his head, heist gone wrong. Yeah. Um, But then also you're rooting for the mother and daughter (laughs) who's having their house broken into. Sure. also, the best use of Jared Leto. Any movie. He is, like... Because that guy sucks as an actor. <laughs> but as just but a guy great. who's insufferable in movie, yeah. and an idiot, perfect casting. <laughs> um, and, and 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 Dwight Yoakam is great as the terrifying
0: uh, guy. And Jodie oh, yeah. Foster is
1: absolutely great.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, genuinely, like... It's hard to criticize almost anything in this movie for me. I don't know, like like I I've always loved movies like this where it's like sort of the small scale single location like we're going to do a really really tight movie um on like an exceptional level like another one that you know not it's definitely not as good as this but you're next for me is like so much fun yeah yeah uh where it's like it's like it's just a tiny little movie about one little thing Mm-hmm. and but it just like it it keeps ramping up and ramping up and just gets like like awesome you know yeah and and like this movie to me is is like the way that everything shifts along the lines of of like who's in control is like so cool like he does it I don't know wh- like how he does it but just the way that that everything is like sort of rotating around this this house is just like, it's incredible. Like there's something about it that, uh, to me, I know it's obviously like it is kind of a big budget movie technically, but the the scale of it is is so small, um, and it feels so like so tight because of that to me.
1: Oh yeah, and it's it's completely. I don't know. I, 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 in theory, like these kinds of movies a lot. I like one-location movies. <laughs> Actually, whether they're thrillers or dialogue movies, but especially these kind of, like, con- a contained thriller. Um, but almost all of them, they always choke a little bit, or they have some... Mm. A lot of times it's hard to resolve these kind of movies, because like, what do you do? Everyone fights or whatever. Um, which is great because this movie, it's not like it has a big surprise or, like, anything. Like, it, it's not like he... Uh, Pull some crazy thing for the finale. Like, it is kind of just a big standoff, I guess you would say. Um, but, you know, I so saw Assault on Precinct 13. Like, that's another movie that's just like a great thing, but it's a little bit anticlimactic. But whatever the, the feeling this movie has and the way he crafts that finale, it's just, it's really just the filmmaking itself. Like, that's the thing I think that just elevates it is yeah. the way he's like using, like, keeping track of all these items and the gun and the close-ups of these things like and where everyone is the geometry of scenes that's another thing like people are not as good at as yeah seeing where everyone is seeing the cause and effect of each action um in a way it almost feels like there's like it's like a mathematical nature of this movie where it's like they have he and this writer had to think about like how does this get to this place? How do we need to get the phone out here? And then the the needles need to be in there, but she's outside and the gun's outside yeah. with her, but not that, you know, she's There's not- the elevator,
0: there's yeah. the stairs, you know, like all of these different elements. Yeah, the, you know, everything with- with um, with the daughter, you know, having her insulin, like it's just so yeah. many, so many great elements of like this is how you do a a small scale story like this where it's it's like everything is connected and everything feels like it's playing off of each other. Yeah. Um. And everything's important too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And every yeah, everything sort of comes back, uh, like pays off. Um. It's also like he 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 keeps finding new ways to keep the situation interesting because it could just be a movie where it's I mean it's a longer movie than these movies are supposed to be like mo- yeah. mostly when we make a movie like this it's 80 minutes this is like almost two hours and he's always finding new ways of like they try to put the propane in they try to use Morse code um, they have to switch places because she has to go get the insulin because that's the other thing is like how do you justify them You know why would they ever open the panic room under any circumstance? They have food in there. Yeah, Um, But it's like okay, they give a good reason for it. Um, It's just so it's it's just a blast to watch. The only thing the only thing that I think just puts it a little lower than like the top is it's it's a movie about nothing really. (laughs) It's like yeah,
0: it's a pretty simple. I mean, it's,
1: it's not a movie that's like. A profound study of human nature. It's just pure, sure. sin. and that's to me is okay. And the more I, I get older, the more I'm like, hey, that, you know, that's that's fine, you know. And and look, I have it above Fight Club, and you know, which is a movie that's like, here I am t- talking about big ideas. Um, but this, I don't know. It's, he, it's a film of low aspirations. That's why i was kind of bummed about The Killer because it's like he, we know he can do a film of lower aspirations, but it's still absolutely. there's very few movies I'd put in that category where it's like a movie that's a pure exercise in like genre or action that gets to the level of like absolute greatness as opposed to just like oh that was really good you know like Star Wars is probably one of the the key you know where you're just like wow that was so entertaining it was like I'd put this on the level of a classic movie Um,
0: but yeah yeah wonderful movie Um, yeah I guess we should move on this probably will be contentious between us I assume, because yeah. I I think I know what your number one is, <laughs> uh, uh, but well, it, I don't know. Uh, we might, but it is that. my number three.
1: What's your number three?
0: Social network.
1: Oh, mine. That's my number two.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Wait. Okay. So
1: wait. I'm, I'm trying to think. What, what have we not talked about? So we girl with the
0: dragon tattoo. We haven't.
1: Okay. So so my three is the dragon tattoo. Okay. Um. So that was your seven.
0: That was my seven. Yeah. Right.
1: Why? Did, so you were. We talked about this on the show. What well, well, Your thing with You thought it was great
0: I did yeah okay. I, I really love it Um, I think for me Why it's so much lower Is that It is a really miserable movie yes. <laughs> It really is yes. Um, It's not a lot of fun It's not Um, Which is not It's not a knock on the movie It really isn't It's just a knock on me Personally Like this yeah. is a movie that I think is so dark And so devastating Um that it's really it's kind of just hard to be in the world you know yeah
1: I would say I like being in the world except for the part that's like the uh, sexual assault which is like deeply upsetting and it, it keeps <laughs> yeah. the movie from being like a movie that'd be like hey like, like let's watch with my mom or something because to me everything else about the movie is high art absolutely yeah it's the exact thing I'm looking for in movies Except for the, and I'm not saying it's not a critique of those scenes because I think they are necessary. And I think actually, the more I was thinking about that, I realize it's what it's actually showing the reason he does it twice is like this is a woman who's like willing to like walk into the lion's den right, to get yeah. her revenge because he realized actually that's why she goes back is she's blackmailing the guy. Um, so I that part of it, but if I'm doing the, like Tarantino we're talking about, that's my aesthetic, that's what I want. <laughs> Everything about this movie, other than that is that the snowy, cold, miserable atmosphere, the uncovering of documents. I mean, I think I compared this movie to Chinatown the first time Mm -hmm. we saw it where it's like the web of conspiracy, the, uh, veneer of pleasantness with evil lurking underneath. And then also like this kind of what interestingly becomes like a romance between them. Yeah. I think is just great. Um, and, and the, the, the way it's like in the midst of this absolutely unpleasant, miserable mystery and setting. Yeah. It's like this beautiful thing that exists between them just for the time. And then it's like gone is, um, I don't know. I I think it's beautiful. And I, I do think it is superior to the Swedish one, like by far, (laughs) with all due respect to many people who've told me otherwise. Um, one of the great endings ever. I think Rooney Mara, that's another thing where I think he's, I may have said this on the previous show. Like I felt like he has the most warmth and like love of this character mm. without the kind of the cynicism of like the backhandedness of, you know, the way he is definitely looking down on like Ben Affleck and <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. or uh, Edward Norton and fight club. Um, th- this is a character who's like, you have sympathy for and you're like this person is so awesome you know and when she springs into action and and, and then your heart breaks for you know yeah. by the end of the movie
0: kind of like genuinely a really like um like good at what she's doing too like yeah. extremely good at what she's doing yeah like super competent and then even um you know uh, what? What's Daniel his? Craig? Yeah, even even Daniel Craig, like you really like him a lot, you know. Like he he is genuinely like he's not very charismatic in the movie. Um, he's not really charismatic as Bond either. So I guess that, that doesn't like. <gasps> um well, I, it, I beg well, to it, differ on that. But it, it depends. It's not yeah. like it's not what I think of. Where he's not, um, you know. He's not Brad Pitt or something. He's not know? Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, um, but but he is he is just very likable. He's he's kind of thrust into a situation that he's really in over his head for. You know, he he um, he's a reporter, right? He's not like anybody in the police or anything. He's yeah, like he's, a, he's he's a reporter,
1: investigative yeah. like journalist.
0: Yeah, and so he's he has no like no serious connection to the story other than him. Finding it interesting you know yeah and, and being, So
1: and having a mercenary interest in It too yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Um, right yeah obviously But but his you know his own per I mean Like personally mm-hmm. like he doesn't he's not Like um, he gets wrapped into the story by By these other factors mm-hmm. he's not like you Know Connected to it in any other way Than he's just investigating mm-hmm. um, And I just I love his character because it's so like He's like Sturdy you know he's like Persevering and and Just very like We're gonna just We're just gonna investigate like we're gonna do this thing mm-hmm. um, Not Really even like whatever it takes But we are we're going to get This story you know yeah um and and the contrast with him and and uh with rooney mara's character is about sort of their like he's much more in in a lot of ways like his character is designed to be much more like conservative and and um poised but like distant you know and and rooney mara in in a lot of ways is a very like gritty character with with flaws but uh you know in is much more like personable in a lot of ways
1: well it, it's interesting because then in the movie it ends up being like he, he's he has a kind of blitheness to that. i wouldn't say he's like the most they're probably a more interesting fincher protagonist um than daniel craig in the movie but it's almost sort of by intention that he's sort of not He's interested in it for his own personal gain. And he yeah. does care ultimately. But um for her it means both the case because of what she's gone through and also her investment in it and, and also the relationship between them. It means everything to her because you see the circumstance she comes from. Yeah. Versus him who sort of is not taking it all as seriously. He's not as yeah. invested. Which is like shouldn't work as a movie where the protagonist is kinda of like that. And then also the fact that it's like how you feel about him at the end is like, <laughs> you're like, wait, I, I, this is our hero. And then you're like, you, you hate him basically. <laughs> um, but it, but it really works because of this sort of shifting between the two of them. And it's almost, it's sort of a weird thing because it's like almost the structure of a, like he feels like a film noir protagonist, yeah. right? He's yes. covering the mystery. Yes, yeah. He's kind of this every man he's, and he's kind of, um, you know, falls for the seductive woman, all this sort of thing. Like you think that's actually why it's a, so, like Chinatown in some ways where it's like, um, and, 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 um, but, it, but then it's like Fincher sort of subverting that because it's like, he's actually kind of the femme fatale in the mm-hmm. movie, right? Yeah. For her. Like, and, um, I just think it's so great. And, and, and one of his most like, uh, emotionally moving, uh, movies, like all the stuff with, uh, you know, with Christopher Plummer and his whole like investment in the, in the case and everything. Um, It sort of like for me has like everything I want from the different Fincher things. It's like the emotion and the uh, the secret underbelly of society, the societal like uh, commentary about about uh, you know what's really going on beneath the surface. These people in power, all that sort of thing, and then also just the pure thrill of mystery, uncovering a murder, like all these serial killing, all that sort of thing. uh, These sort of things wrapped into one movie. Um, And the only only reason it's not like my number one is I just think it's these other ones might even more perfect. And I think I also think Dragon Tattoo might have been more of a... It could have been almost like a series. Like, it almost feels like it should have been longer. And actually, it should have been... There should have been sequels because that's what they want. I mean, it's honestly one of the greatest... Honestly, in terms of, like, unmade movies I wish were made, that would be very high on my list. Mm. Or more Lisbeth uh more Rooney Mara. Yeah. As that yeah. character. I mean she, she loved playing the character. If you watch the behind the scenes of that movie. It's like man, they were all just like dialed in and cared about that whole thing, man. It was Yeah. I think it's it's wonderful.
0: What and the, where is that for you ranking one? Number 3. Number 3. Okay. Did
1: you have Zodiac at
0: 3? Um no, no I have uh social network at number 3.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Um um So then, which I guess we could talk about yeah, now. Yeah, you have Zodiac at 2. I have Zodiac in two. Okay.
1: So social Network we could talk about. Um, yeah, this is the first one I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This Speaking of Mara, by the way, I mean, she's really kind of like, it's like small part, but kind of like the linchpin of the whole movie. Yeah. And there's some parts with her in that that I find so powerful, like when she reads the blog and there's that montage. I just, the first 20 minutes of this movie is as good as anything. Yeah. Like oh ever. yeah. I mean I I saw this on a laptop in a little you know I was like, like a family re- reunion I guess I was being antisocial and I'm watching this on a laptop and going oh my god like this whole uh the opening dialogue uh the titles running through the campus and then the hacking and the creation of face match yeah um it's absolutely exhilarating it's his first time he worked with Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross a great music he's using um and uh Speaking of, we we're saying oh, Fight Club, just another movie that feels like it ages better with every year in terms of like how the internet has evolved, how society is evolving, and people's kind of um, interpersonal cruelty mm-hmm. is, is uh, burgeoning further and further. Um, even though, it, in some ways, it almost feels a lot more sympathetic and kind towards Zuckerberg than I think it would have been if you made it now. Where like everyone hates Mark Zuckerberg, and actually it's kind of a, a a hindrance or a shame for the movie or for a lot of people because I think a lot of people avoid watching this movie, including Isaac, um, until we made him watch it uh, because it's about Mark Zuckerberg. People go, "Oh, I don't want to watch a movie about it. right." Yeah, it, it doesn't seem, and also doesn't seem like how could that be exciting? <laughs> it it then,
0: sounds like a really boring movie too when you when you like pitch it. Yeah. It, Basically until you start watching the movie It's like this movie is gonna be bad Like like, Why do I want to watch a movie about the founding of Facebook and like the, the You know connectedness Between these guys and like you know The lawsuits and whatever Like it sounds terrible and then you watch It and it's so much more um, About sort of Friendship About um, Aspiration about goals About you know, the way that, that life changes you, um, the way yeah, that opportunity success, changes you, yeah. Yeah. Um, how things, you know, kind of fall apart in your personal life when you make it big, you know? Like, there's so many things that this movie is, like, tying into. And then at the same time, like, the the deep loneliness of of being a person who, you know, who makes something that touches so many different people, Um, the loneliness of, of being, you know, stretched in so many different directions. Um, you know, I I don't know. It's just so, there's so much to say about this movie. It's a weird Fincher movie too. I don't know if we, I, I, I don't know if I touched on this in our review or whatever, but when I think about it in the catalog, like truly it is a unique movie for him. It's very, you know, it's it's a very PG thirteen movie, you know. in In terms of like subject matter, style, everything about it is very like, like kind of friendly. Um, in, in a lot of ways to watch. Um, yeah. except other than Except obviously. for the characters themselves. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um. No, it's a good gateway venture because if you don't want to see some horrifying, <laughs> the dragon tattoo or whatever. Yeah. And also, you could kind of. Uh, um, it's just entertaining. Like it's just. Thrill, you'd think it wouldn't be, but it's yeah, the way it's edited, the way he's going back and forth through the the, uh, those depositions, so brilliant. Um, it's just on top of its profundity, it's um, being probably one of the like signature movies about like modern American life, yeah, kind of the modern Citizen Kane, honestly. Um, it's also just like an absolute like pleasure to watch like it's fun it's
0: it's tons of fun i mean it's like um i i really think like the dramatic element of it um between you know zuckerberg and andrew garfield's character um like there's something about it that touches probably everyone who's been in a situation where or even just had a friend you know like had had someone who's really close who's like you know you're rooting for each other and then things go sideways like there's something very universal about that. Um, and I don't know. I just love it every time. Like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but sometimes it'll, it'll pop up, um, like on YouTube, like a scene will pop up on YouTube and you'll be like, man, this is just such a good movie. You know, like genuinely so many, um, so many amazing scenes. So many, like, I love Justin Timberlake in it. He's so good. good. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, you know, and, 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 um, I don't know. I really have have zero bad things to say about it. It's it's genuinely profound. Other than um, for me, like I it's it's hard to um, it's hard to think about going back to rewatch it. And then when I do, I'm like, oh man, I like I I love this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 one where I'm like. I would I would probably put on a handful of his other movies before I would put on Panic Room before I put on Social Network. Yeah. you know what I mean. Where it's like it's like I you know I don't want to. That's not what I necessarily want to sit down and watch. Yeah. Even though it is so enjoyable, it is so thrilling, it is so much fun. Um, it's just like eh, yeah, I'd rather watch something something else. Um, yeah, I don't know what what it is like. No, in my mind, it's
1: like old movies where you sometimes go, oh, this is not gonna be as fun or not yeah. as entertaining. Um, but then you watch it and I mean I think it's one of the few movies you could say like it is almost just the dialogue is like as thrilling as an action movie like the dialogue is I mean I think this is the greatest Sorkin I haven't watched the West Wing so whatever but in terms of Sorkin movies I think it's like his greatest achievement by far oh yeah Um, and it's what to me it's like in the category with like uh, the Before Trilogy or uh, Twelve Angry Men, also a uh, network, uh, you know Sidney Lumet's yeah. movie, yeah. where like the dialogue, you don't need any. I mean, they'd have a big fun scene at the the uh, crew racing or whatever, but um, it's thrilling just to watch. I mean, like that scene where the the Winklevoss twins just go to complain to the president of Harvard. <laughs> like, why is that should be that should just be so boring? And then it's like it's so the much funniest, fun. greatest. Like that that would be the greatest scene. In almost any movie And in this movie It's like The seventh best scene In the movie Yeah you know? Yeah
0: Well and also like This is where Sort of This time period of Fincher You know He starts House of Cards um, He is doing more Of the sort of Like Political stuff um, Or just You know The the kind of the, the way that he's operating Is a little bit different Than his like 90s movies mm-hmm. You know He's he's making Movies that are more Adult in some ways Mm -hmm. um and you know like with that he's brought some of the lessons that he's learned along the way about writing these characters about sort of having them interact um and you know it it just really shows like this is a this is fincher sort of running on all gears like he is he is so like locked in for this movie um and yeah and and i think sorkin They've never collaborated after that, right? They no they haven't he, done a. Sort Fincher, of Fincher was gonna
1: do the Steve Jobs movie, which is another like, man, I would have loved. To, yeah, I, I love yeah. the Steve Jobs movie with Boyle, but it's it would have been interesting. It would have been very different. Cause yeah, Boyle is a lot more kind of like, I don't know, warm-hearted than Fincher. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, we're talking about you know, Fincher as is, is interested in studying human behavior and the intricacies. Totally, of that. this is just like the height of that, and yeah, really. Yeah, one of my favorite movies ever, definitely. Certainly of the 21st century. Um, Zodiac also. Uh, Zodiac I have a little lower. I don't know if this is maybe I've just seen it too much or it's a little bit like not as... I found it a little bit discursive watching it the last time, even though <laughs> it's awesome and I shouldn't say anything <laughs> bad about it. That's just for me is like slightly lower. Um, I have it at number five. Is number two for you?
0: Yeah, it's number two for me. Um, a lot of people consider
1: this not the number one. this is like for some people
0: yeah the thing is like it is really it, it's a long movie and it's it's one that I think kind of stretches itself a little thin in areas. Um, and I, I you know it's 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 not um it's not a big problem either no, like
1: I was gonna say this is like this is, actually I, I always say the Dark Knight Rises is the shortest. <laughs> two hour 45 minute movie but actually Zodiac it's Zodiac yeah. it might be actually. yeah those two. um
0: just because it is so much uh it's so much fun in terms of of watching these characters kind of unravel this mystery um it's not really like a serial killer movie it's not really a mystery in in, in a lot of ways
1: not I mean it's it's as much about just obsession and people's being lives their lives being destroyed by this yeah this case and
0: and also just like just how um how far someone uh you know how far certain people will go to to um you know to to answer the question in their head you Mm -hmm. know it's very much about like this haunting presence of of you know the zodiac being sort of this This specter in everybody's minds Where you know They can't shake the fact that they Maybe they missed something Maybe there's a clue Maybe there's something else going on Um, Maybe we can You know like And that's why there's like These moments of hope Where you're like Obviously, you know, as the audience member, they never catch the Zodiac, but, right. but you, you know, you're like, there's these moments where you're like, oh my goodness, like they're so close. They've got it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. and then, you know, it turns out to just be, you know, this, this red herring and it it's a movie that's connected by. By red herring after red herring, oh, you know, yeah. like as as most like Agatha Christie movies, you know, it's always like we have a couple, and then like here's the big reveal, you know. Yeah. But this movie, there's no big reveal. This movie is strung together by by little bits and pieces of information that all mean something, not that much, you know. And 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 when you tie it together, you're like you're going crazy about how like how these pieces don't fit. You know how we, how this story doesn't make any sense anymore, right, um, right. and and you know I love um, obviously Jaden Hall's character is just amazing. He's so he's so good as like this this young you know like like he's like kind of autistic in some yeah, yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. He, oh definitely. He's yeah. like got this this like. Um, Brain for this, where he's like, I'm gonna throw everything away. I don't yeah. care about this. I need this. i married to, to Chloe
1: answer. Savigny, but like, yeah. I'm sorry, I can't, uh, you know, I don't want to do anything with you. I gotta, you know, find out, uh,
0: you know, <laughs> what's going on here. I have to drive to Vallejo at two in the morning, <laughs> you to, have to, to bother,
1: yeah. bother Elias Coteus <laughs> yeah. and go through documents, but memorize them all. Yeah, is he gonna take on a napkin? Yes, God, yeah, so great. Um, and then,
0: you know, and then Ruffalo, I think. This is like maybe my favorite so, Ruffalo performance ever. I don't know. He's great. Um he's
1: that period of Ruffalo is just he's the man.
0: And and yeah, there's something about the movie that um it's weird cuz obviously like film people love this movie, Fincher people love this movie. But I don't really think it's had the the like cultural impact that it should. I think really it it's a movie that that was kind of passed over at the time and and it really deserves more More cred.
1: I think it depends who you're talking to because I think yeah, cinephiles, it's like that's the that's the Fincher movie for a lot of people. I think Bong Joon Ho may put that in his top uh, ten. Sight and sound. Um, You know, there's people who love this movie as much as anything. Um, I think for a lot of people, Fight Club and Seven are probably a little bit more the the like the casual choice, I guess. Um, But I don't know. I I, other than Mick, I don't know what he was doing, but. (laughs) Other than Mick, I I feel like everyone I know who's seen Zodiac has said it was awesome. Yeah, uh, as well they should. I mean, yeah, it's I mean and it's and it's a ballsy movie to have so you know so kind of this meandering and that, which is why Mick didn't like it because he's right. like this is really like kind of flat and meandering. He's like yeah that's the that's what's about. It's about being like led on this kind of wild goose chase. Of, mm-hmm. I mean that whole scene that famous scene I I just showed my mom which as a short film you can just watch where he goes in the guy's basement. Yeah. And it's actually in real life is a very nice guy who my dad worked with at the again Lake <laughs> theater. But um, in this movie he's played to be kind of sinister. You or, know,
0: I'm- No, it's, it, it's just, he, you know, he's, he's giving the information that, that this might be someone to look out for, but he's not really, I mean, he's not, but the movie makes it feel. Yeah.
1: Cause yeah. of the, the, the direction of it. My mom was, like, screaming watching it. Like, as he, Gyllenhaal's going up the stairs trying to get the door, my mom's like, oh, oh, no, oh. You know, and then the scene ends, and I'm like, yeah, mom, that had nothing, that guy was not anything. And not only that was, but he was a guy who worked at the Grand Lake Theater. Yeah. My yeah. mom's like, what? Uh, because it's, it when you're caught up in this kind of obsession and paranoia, it, it just becomes, everything becomes paranoid. Like, it's what happens with people who get into conspiracies. It's just yeah, everything, totally. and it's like this, this cumulative, like, snowball of, of your mind where it's just, you start to question everything and, and, um, and kind of lose it.
0: Um, I always forget that this is totally unrelated to anything, but I forget that the hacker guy from house of cards is the guy who points out. Um, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. At the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, end.
1: Jimmy Simpson. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His
0: name. Um, it's just always a funny thing where I'm like, where do I know? Oh yeah. It's from house of cards. That's right.
1: Oh, that movie is such a, there's such a potpourri of that guys. We even mentioned Robert
0: Downey Jr. I know, who's yeah, who's awesome amazing in the movie. In, in the movie. Um,
1: but but so many the, the guys who work at the Chronicle, uh, the other cops, um, not to mention the guy who plays Arthur Lee Allen. Um, just so many great, every great middle aged awesome. white guy character actor <laughs> is in this movie, and it's it, it's a beautiful thing.
0: And also like Chloe Sevigny as you know, sort of this this strung out wife who's like super supportive until she can't anymore you know yeah like she she just plays such a good character where you're like you root for her but you're also like you're you're kind of just disappointed too you know where you're like you feel bad for both of them yeah it's sweet
1: because she's kind of in on it a little bit like she's kind of she's i feel like there's a scene where she's kind of in the phone booth with him or kind of she's curious about it you know, the way you do with, you know, you entertain your, 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 your uh, significant other's interests. <laughs> but then at a certain point, she's like, okay, man, like you need to, you're neglecting your family now. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. Then, well, and, uh, and, and the like, I, I got to find it, you know, the, um,
0: you know, the first time they meet their first date, you know, he goes, he's like, I need to go to, you know, whatever this, um, you know, I <laughs> like and she's like i'll come with you you know like yeah that's the, what i was thinking yeah yeah, yeah 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 um yeah which is just it's fun and and sweet i don't know i just i love the movie i love the vibes of the movie also like um this is weird to say cuz it's about a serial killer and it kind of opens with a really brutal like yeah, <laughs> shooting no, some and of whatnot. those
1: killings are some of the most horrifying
0: but, things but um ever, yeah. but in some ways like this is a pretty low-key, like, in terms of violence and whatnot. This is a pretty low-key Fincher movie. That's the
1: weird thing about a lot of his movies is, like, you think they're about, like, serial killers or, like, Mindhunter. He opens it with a guy blowing his head off. (laughs) But then the rest, the other ten hours are just them doing interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but he makes that stuff entertaining to watch. I mean, it's it's great to watch these guys piecing things together and figuring it out. and, And, again, like, studying the behavior of, like, the way this guy's looking, you know, there's something off about him.
0: And I think um, if you have like um I here's the thing. I think a lot of Fincher movies are kinda made for boys. You know? It's <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay. I
1: think the ladies can appreciate Fincher, <laughs> Cameron. No, no, but, no, no. I'm
0: not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like like come on. Especially some of the nineties movies. They're kinda they're kind of oh,
1: They are, and they're very male centric in yeah.
0: terms of. Um yeah. but but Z- Zodiac, I think, is one that is along with social network too. But Zodiac, I think um, if you have like a significant other who's like into true crime or something, you oh, know, uh, like yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is totally up their alley where it's, it's totally.
1: Like, yeah. And I think it almost, the movie is so great. It almost reaches another level where it becomes about not just obsession with true crime or about, you know, obsession in general, but it almost like becomes about like the search for meaning like mm. in your life itself. I actually realized, I can't believe I've never thought of this, but it's, not unlike uh close encounters Mm. where it's like a guy losing it and he's just like possessed by this vision of like i have to get to something and it's like you can never totally reach it you can never totally understand and it's in a way it's like yeah that's sort of um i don't know this is like a piece of the human condition you could almost say if we're getting a little lofty here i suppose but um his, yeah, his search and Richard Dreyfus—it's like you know, it's like this is a maddening sort of thing. Yeah, um, it's it's quite quite powerful and um, yeah, and just great. I love the San Francisco. I the, one of my favorite things. I I think Zodiac <laughs> Zod- Fincher movie scenes I've watched the most. That'd be actually an interesting question. I think number one could be the opening with the Santana because I love him going through the SF Chronicle building and the letter it's and so the soul sacrifice yeah. music. I think is just so great. It's like that, the hacking in the social network. Honestly, Christopher Plummer's story in The Dragon Tattoo is another one I've, Mm. that could be one I've watched a lot. Um, But yeah, so it looks like, like the social network was my number one Mm. for the longest time. Mm. Always was my number one. And I think it may have been until I watched Seven again uh, last year. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with the social network. It's a perfect film, but this, this is the one, man. It's so, it, it is so good. It is so good. Yeah. So seven,
0: obviously if you can't tell both of our number ones.
1: Yeah. It's nice. We finally, yeah. Lined up again. That's cool. Oh, I,
0: I can't, I, it's, it's hard to express how perfect this movie is. Genuinely from, from credit to credit, literally like is, running on like a, a different level it it's like it's like the mad max of, of uh, yeah and no, it's not like level crime of, movies. of
1: perfection um, because it's like I think some of these movies like social network is wonderful but I definitely am more like jazzed by the first 20 minutes than the last 20
0: minutes yeah, yeah.
1: partially by design it kind of has that Goodfellas quality where it's like it has a hollowness when it ends so it's not a knock against the movie. But Seven, there's there is an electricity to that movie from those the Trent Reznor opening <laughs> and the title, which is one of the greatest title sequences ever. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Gives you exactly what, like, here's what you're in for. And then one of the greatest climactic finales of any movie. And even though I may have even known what was going to happen in the in yeah, the, it still is so gut-wrenching and well-acted and, like, emotional, too. Like, it's not just, like... Uh, you know, exciting. It's, 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 y- you're caught up in it. I remember the part where Spacey was. I think the first time I saw this, I watched it with a bunch of my friends, actually, with the, uh, uh, Adam and Kimana and, and Katie and Elena, I think, and the whole part where he's in the back of the car, you know? Oh, sorry.
0: Am I not like close enough? Yeah, you just, yeah, okay, I think because your mic is tipping upwards. Oh, okay. If you okay. Tip it down.
1: Yeah, that where, um, he's in the back of the car and needling them
0: yeah. is
1: is like my friend Kimano was like getting she was almost crying she was almost upset by it just because of the way he's talking and the way it's like this sense of control it feels like he has oh yeah in that in that part even though he's you know in handcuffs um it's so impactful and like brilliantly written too like in terms of the characters it's a movie where also it's like Morgan Freeman going to the library <laughs> is as memorable as a scene as the finale.
0: Yeah, yeah. The scene
1: where we always talk about the scene where they have dinner.
0: Love that scene. Wonderful. Maybe maybe one of the best scenes Fincher's ever filmed almost. Could, I, it
1: could be. What My favorite might be actually there's a diner scene where, where Paltrow tells Freeman that she's pregnant. So good. That I get like choked up every time I see that. I think that's like one of the best. I would put that up there with the Sorkin like Um, social network writing in terms of like some of the best dialogue I've ever seen and the way Freeman delivers that whole line about like um, I don't he's like he's like I know I made the right decision but not a day goes by that I don't wish I made another one Mm. is like oh like it just hits you man (laughs) it's so great and then it's like on top of that just the 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 descent into hell of each one of these these killings, which are disturbing, but he, but the, he, Fincher always, I feel like, has the a nice balance where it doesn't feel like he's taking he takes you just far enough to you're horrified, but not to the point. Because when we're watching like Saw, <laughs> there's a part point where it gets for me where I'm just like, and Saw's not even that gruesome. Maybe I just, am, I might have a lower threshold than some people, but it gets so unpleasant that you stop being disgusted and you just start being annoyed, at least for me. I just start like, mm-hmm. going, all right, cool, you know? Like, I just wanted to stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's definitely a version of Seven. I mean, actually, Saw is kind of just a, <laughs> like a juvenile ripoff of Seven, basically. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a version of Seven where it becomes, he just goes too far, you know? Yeah,
0: well, and I think I think it's interesting that he opens with arguably the most horrifying one, too. The yeah, to, to kind of, it, it wets your appetite. It, he does this in Zodiac, too, where it's like he, you know, he opens with the killing, and then you're kind of catching up through the rest of the movie. Right. Um, where, like, you know, gluttony is, like, really pretty pretty awful, unusually awful for the movie. Right. Um, but then you know as the movie goes along he kind of he kind of redacts information for the rest of them um except for except for Sloth, Sloth which is, which is also really horrifying but then you you know that's like the brilliant thing about how it's written is like that's when you kind of want a jolt too you know you want the, uh, a bit of energy oh well, you sure um, get one with that guy yeah Good you Lord. do <laughs> it's the scariest thing you know oh my god um and and you know i mean I don't know there's something so memorable every scene um is is so enjoyable to watch morgan freeman um is like you know it's it's sort of the grizzled um almost retired detective who's like i can't do this anymore um but he's like pulled in by the intrigue of the story you know and it's like the characters in between you know brad pitt and morgan freeman like you just you love to see them interact, even though they you know they start off hating each other and they don't want to you know they they're annoyed by each other and whatnot. It's a great comic buddy movie, totally, like 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 an eighties totally.
1: movie or something, like but with a black heart, you
0: know. Yeah, 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 um, and and you know the way that they're sort of written to be these these foils, where you know one on the way out, one who's new to the town um, you know, one who's kind of brash and brazen and and kick the door down and break the rules and right. one who's you know, who's much more collected and yeah. uh let's go to the library, let's study, yeah. you know, yeah, blah yeah, blah yeah. Like I just love their interpret and, and maybe it's maybe it's obvious. Maybe some of the themes are, are over the top. Um but it never feels like it when you're watching it. Though. Exactly. Yeah. You could
1: you could boil it down and it, what I think ultimately is the power of the movie is like the kind of the battle between um, optimism and cynicism really yeah. in, as embodied by by Pitt and Freeman respectively um, but it doesn't feel like a didactic like where you know you see sometimes movies where characters are just ideas you know and they're not yeah. really people this they feel like people and I think almost to the point of like Brad Pitt being such a kind of a not a moron but just kind of like like a great portrayal of like a shallow or not very intelligent person. Or people or just, almost thought he was not good in the movie, but I think mm. it's actually a well conceived portrait of this type of guy. Maybe he's playing off of some of his own blitheness as a young man, but Yeah. I don't know. Was that what you were you guys
0: say sorry no i was like his character is is just kind of aloof like he's not he's not even really stupid he's just he just is he's kind of he's so, kind of young and clueless like in in a lot of ways where it's like um, yeah and and that's why the interplay between them is so interesting like he's like Morgan Freeman is so annoyed in this movie like every turn he's like oh my gosh i got to babysit this young kid is you know going off the rails um, and Brad Pitt's annoyed too, where he's like, he's like, man, this old dude, he just, he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he's just want to be in, you know, on, on his way out. He doesn't even care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he wants to
1: believe in people. That's the thing. They have that whole scene. Where yeah. Like, I want, you know, you know, I don't believe this in this kind of like nihilism that you have. And yeah. And Warren's like, all right, man, good luck. You know?
0: Right. But, yeah.
1: you know, again, it feels like an, like, it feels like a natural conversation. It doesn't feel like something that's like, you know written just for ideas or for a movie you know
0: yeah and then you know the the sort of resolution and and i think i mean genuinely it's probably spacey's best performance
1: uh yeah it could be one of one of them that's definitely suspects yeah yeah
0: um same year. he is just so absolutely menacing i mean he really is oh yeah from from the moment he walks on screen you Like it gives me chills Actually every time I I oh, yeah. You know watch it I'm like yeah. He is like He's the scariest guy
1: Yeah And he a <laughs> detective And he's got his fingers bandaged Yeah it's, it's really one of the To me it's like Heath Ledger And The Dark Knight Like it's like In that level of like Greatest movie villain Villains Yeah 100% like um, um, maybe the greatest honestly
0: and um, and you were talking about how how in control he is in in the back seat of the car yeah as he's handcuffed he has no power in the situation other than you know t- you know essentially just taking them where he wants them to go yeah um, and they're you know they've got the helicopter following they've got you know the, it's I mean it's just so set up so that set up in their favor um and John Doe still ends up being the winner and it's it's like it's it's gut-wrenching cuz you're like there's something so um so brilliantly sick about his his plan where it works even if he's the victim even if he's the the person who gets killed at the end right you know right. though here's here's my one criticism of John Doe's plan okay wow. he's got uh He, you know, he's got the seven deadly kills or seven deadly sins. You know, he's trying to kill one person for for each. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. He includes himself as one of them, and he includes um Brad Pitt as as wrath or whatever. What is what is his his his... is is Pitt killing him? No no no. His he is. He said envy is my sin. Envy is my sin. Yeah. I envy her normal life. Yes 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 yeah. Um, uh. Where's Gwyneth Paltrow on that list? Okay, she ain't no oh, oh, seven deadly sins.
1: No, it's more like each each kill is representative than the victim. That's the only part time. That's the only time, or I guess those last two, where it's not the victim who's embodying the sin. It's the uh, it's the killer embodying it. But that's no, 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 no. He is envy. And
0: he's yeah, um, but the last he being killed isn't because of wrath. It's wrath it's, it's the wrath of David But he's gonna be killed By the justice system That's why he's He set it up like that um, That's that's what he's saying He's he's throwing away his life Because of the wrath um, But But uh, Oh David's gonna be killed By the justice system Yeah yeah. Well I don't think that's I think that's I think that's what he's saying Like that's He's given up his life He's essentially dead um, I think that's what he's saying Pitt's character? Yeah no, he's not going to get
1: executed for that. What are you talking about? Yeah, he shoots him in the head, point blank. Yeah, but that's not going to. I mean, he's going to life in prison. Yeah, he's going to Yeah, life, and he's going to get life in. Or well, I don't know.
0: That's like being dead.
1: I don't even. I mean, look, it, it doesn't matter because <laughs> once the uh, once Morgan Freeman says Ernest Hemingway once wrote, the movie's <laughs> over. The character ceased to exist. It's awesome. So I'm, it's I don't. Amazing. I don't like to speculate on uh, things that are extra textual, but. Um, I find it hard to believe that any. What kind of jury is going to convict that guy? I mean, like, come on.
0: Yeah, maybe not. I mean, it was the '90s too. Give so him a slap like on the wrist. Yeah, they to give him like six months community service. Who knows? I
1: mean, for for that, for what happened, <laughs> given the context of everything. <laughs> What kind of lawyer isn't gonna? Oh yeah, yeah. And his no, wife's... it is
0: fair. He's got a pretty good case that 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 was a justified shoot. It Although... doesn't you know it doesn't matter because it's still <laughs> he's destroyed his
1: life and and but and that's also the key thing. It's not about that he's gonna die or go to prison. It's the fact his his hope for humanity was destroyed. Yeah, that's the key thing. Is like he that's true. Goes went through life and he was you know, and then it's like now he's you know with with Morgan Freeman and with Kevin Spacey with their. Nihilistic uh, opinion of the human race.
0: Yeah, but it, but what I what I'm saying is he killed Gwyneth Paltrow, and she didn't even do anything. She's not even a sinner. How can, John Doe? How can you do this? Well, aren't you supposed to be principled?
1: I I don't know. I guess are all the other victims? <laughs> I guess they are all like greed, wrath. You know, I guess it makes sense. I don't know. I just always saw it as like <laughs> it's the killing itself. It's the act that's it's based around the sin. It's not. It's not like each victim is is doing some each. It's not each victim is guilty, but you're right. The first five are.
0: No, I think, I think each victim is guilty. I think that's what he's saying. But you just said Gwyneth Paltrow is not. Yeah, but Gwyneth Paltrow is not. That's why it's a contradiction.
1: Oh God, who cares? <laughs> this doesn't matter. <laughs> who cares? I was I know, I'm ask just you, joking. Do you think the, the ending, I guess it was supposed to just end where he says, uh, I guess I'll be around or whatever. The, yeah, the Ernest just, Hemingway quote was something the studio added.
0: Because they were like, this is... It's too hopeful,
1: like, as if that makes it more hopeful.
0: I know, yeah, that that's the thing that... I mean, I love that. I love the ending. I love the Hemingway quote. Because
1: um, I was going to say, I think the quote... I like the quote. And I I'm, I'm glad they added it, because it's... I don't know if it would... I mean, it still would have been great. It's not like I would have been, like, a uh, B-plus if they didn't. But it... Something about it, like, gives it this kind of... I don't know. It's like a, like kind of like the grace note or the bow on the, on the movie, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, um, <laughs> it's so dark too. You know, it is such a dark, um, ending, even with the quote. I mean, he's like, he's like, the world is. A fine place we worth, worth fighting for. for and i i believe in half of that <laughs> i agree in the second yeah, part yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I
1: also just find myself that's like something i think about <laughs> a lot like i think that quote i feel like many times something happens. totally like, World's a fine place <laughs> i agree with the second
0: part <laughs> yeah um yeah and then no. that
1: bowie is it bowie song that he does the credits and they go backwards
0: anyway um heart's filthy lesson mm-hmm yeah um yeah, no, genuinely, just uh, just an, an amazing, amazing movie. Over the years, I think I saw it in high school. I was too young, probably, to see it, but um, I definitely waited for. Well, in high school, I watched it, but, but um, over the years, you know, I think when I first saw it, I thought it was just cool and and edgy and kind of kind of like whoa, like oh my gosh. That's um, why I
1: had Social Network and Fight Club higher because those felt like they were more movies about ideas. They're more about like. we're saying something here yeah um
0: but the more i watch it the more i think about it it's we were talking before the show about um silence the lambs too that's another one for me where i'm like i first saw i was like yeah that's awesome like it was a great movie it's so cool and then the more i think about it i'm like wow that is like actually just like brilliant brilliant poetry you know it's like something so um uh is essential to to humanity like yeah. there's something about it that touches the the deepest darkest depths and pulls something out you know
1: yeah it, it, it's using you know just a like what could just have been a genre movie. like this yeah. script with someone else could have just been like ah, oh, that was entertaining like you could have walked away like that <laughs> but with the way he the way he crafts it it feels like um it does feel like it's saying something just as profound as those other social network and fight club and those other movies. Um, And, and also I think, you know, maybe it's just as you get older, you know, the, the, you see the, the the state of the world, perhaps maybe (laughs) I feel like I watching it again. It's like, Oh, I get, I get where these guys are coming from. I see what's going on. And I, and I see and know people who are like Morgan Freeman or like Brad Pitt, you know, in that movie. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Where it, it, as a kid you're just like yeah it was wow that was really just like like panic room really just like wow what a great entertainment but i think it it taps into something about uh the human human experience for sure um and uh wonderful
0: movie so those are our 12 um yeah, should
1: we just go down list it, since it's a little confusing the way we're yeah, uh, let, yeah we should just list them so you you do yours
0: okay for me 12 to 1 um alien 3 is 12 Mank is 11. Benjamin Button is 10. The Killer is 9. The Game is 8. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is 7. Gone Girl is 6. Fight Club is 5. Panic Room is 4. Social Network is 3. Zodiac is 2. And 7 is number 1.
1: And then I've got from 12 to 1 Alien 3, The Killer, Mank, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Game, Fight Club, Gone Girl zodiac panic room let me get to masterpiece territory here the girl with the dragon tattoo the social network and seven um so that's you know how many of these would you give uh, you you didn't like alien how how many are not good how many would you give below a little man clapping to?
0: probably two (laughs) just manking that
1: yeah (laughs) i give Alien 3 is like a, somewhere between a clapping and a sitting almost. But <laughs> I give it clapping because I thought it was entertaining. Um, but that's a pretty good track record. And for have, to having that many good, that many great movies totally. is pretty unheard of. Because I think Tarantino for me, he, is about, he has about 10 movies, I think. And I think I'd only give five of them the highest rating. Um, Bastard. We well, know I mean, it's not Tarantino podcast. Bastard's Django. Jackie Brown, Once Upon a Time, Pulp Fiction.
0: I would get four of those. <laughs> I, I know. No, actually, I'd swap out Bastards for Kill Bill, obviously.
1: Yeah, you like Kill Bill a lot. Um, sorry, and you know, uh, no, yeah, Nolan might be comparable. He might have like about seven or eight. I think really so, great yeah. ones. Maybe more for you if I mean who. Prestige is almost going to cla- uh, jumping out of the chair now for me. I think it's great. Um, a lot of people like Oppenheimer sadly not me as well i like it but not as much as some people um but he fincher it's it's particularly rare and then also to talk about Mindhunter, it's like which he's sort of the showrunner creative auteur of you know yeah uh, like to me the second season of that is like in the game territory I like mm-hmm. maybe put below the game and the first season i'd put like below zodiac like i think it's like up there with any of his best
0: yeah th- no the first season especially i think the second season is a little more meandering it's um, a little more conventional like, yeah. yeah mystery um but the the first season is just so there's something so special about it um uh yeah bring back bring back Mindhunter. okay bring i
1: man, I, that would be a wonderful thing i don't think it's gonna
0: happen but, i don't think so ugh, man it's so disappointing but hopefully it does hopefully it does eventually
1: yeah i yeah. i, I, I sure hope sure where would you put the first season of in your?
0: um probably like around the gone girl range for like seven six ish yeah, yeah okay yeah. um sense. just just so much fun and and such an interesting show yeah um and then I I do want to special mention House of cards too because I think his fingerprints are on especially the first off. two yeah. seasons of that yeah. um which are really the the show literally goes so off the rails after season two I think that it just like
1: it, yeah and after Willemmon left in season four especially
0: yeah um it starts to be just like absolute nonsense um but the first two seasons I think are so. Um, um, they're like dripping with like the social network um style of filmmaking, you know, where it's it's very much about the way that these people interact. it's it's totally not about, you know, anything crazy. It's just about how someone wields power. So how someone who's kind of, who's this totally snaky, and um awful person how he how he worms his way into into power right um and it's just so it's it's so lively it's so fun um and it's, then it just gets like terrible and boring it but. was
1: it was pretty cool for a second there he's more like to set the state or set yeah, the style for the show and uh, willamon's like the it's like that one's Willimon's the creative force and then it seems like Mindhunter from what I've read is like Fincher's running the writers room and everything. Um but yeah, no it's I mean the first season especially of House of Cards is is excellent. Um I don't know. We don't we we should probably sign off because we've been going on for 8,000 hours at this point. No, but, only uh, 2
0: hours 15 minutes.
1: Oh, that's actually shorter than night, I thought. Yeah, um, it's just we we yeah. saw the
0: sun go down. Yeah, the sun has <laughs> gone down
1: in the course of this.
0: I mean, for for twelve
1: movies, that's pretty good speed for us. I think. Yeah. Um, we, I out. think we just
0: love all of them. We have talked about, I think, eight of them on the show already. Uh, so, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's it's not a stretch to say that we're big, big Fincher fans, and we, you know, I just hope I hope he keeps making really great interesting movies um that um like i i i kind of want him to do like a zodiac type movie again or to do a social network type movie again like i don't know i think i think his it's weird it's like he's stepped away a little bit from movie making and and he's doing different things on the side yeah, um yeah. but TV, tv you know hopefully hopefully he um yeah, hopefully he keeps making excellent movies.
1: Yeah, he's one of these guys where I'm kind of okay if it's like, like when The Killer was like, it's about a guy who kills people. I wasn't like, oh, not more of the same Fincher. I was like, yeah, bring it on. Like it wasn't yeah, yeah. it wasn't as good as I was hoping, but it was, um, you know, I, I'm happy to follow him into something weird like Mank, but I'm also like, if he just wants to do another thing about serial killers, sure, why not? <laughs> you know, it's like Ozu, yeah. you know, just doing the same, you know, the same type of movie over and over again um, I'm very happy for him and uh I'm, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I've, yeah, I I enjoyed every one of these I wasn't expecting to enjoy Benjamin button but uh yeah all 12 of these are to some degree fun to watch
0: don't watch alien three but no the do, other, do watch it the good. other 11 are are alien. good
1: alien three is good
0: folks alien three that's is the last
1: dead. note we're gonna end on <laughs> see alien 3
0: <laughs> all right see you next week